to you by KSPR, your new music headquarters. The date is 526-1983. How you doing? In a few minutes, I will be on the air. i got to queue up a song real fast here. I'm Scott, and we're going to start it off with some sticks. Double Life, I do believe, off their new Kilroy Was Here album. How you doing, Scott, here? It's 508. got a new one from Ultravox. Like I said, coming up this hour, we got some Judas Priest. And some Pete Townsend, and a little bit more, so stick around. 508's our time, 509, excuse me. Box on your afternoon, Scott talking right with ya. The Woodburn High School drags are this Saturday, gates open at 12, races begin at 4 o'clock. Sounds like a lot of people are going to be working hard this weekend, especially out in the sun. For the Portland Metropolitan forecast, we're expecting a partial clearing period Tuesday with a cloudy chance of showers Tuesday night and Wednesday. Highs in the mid-60s, lows in the 50s to 55. Winds northwest 5 to 12 miles an hour with a chance of miserable rainfall. 10% Tuesday, 20% Tuesday night. Here's Greg Kin off his Kinspiracy album, Jeopardy! Yes, you do make me feel alive, Rio. I'm Scott KSPR. It's 541 right now. About time for me to be going. Sorry, not going to have those hits for you. Ah, what a bummer. It's not easy to go through like 12 minutes of Scotty Chase College Air Chats and try to find just the right 90 seconds to start the show with. That's at Herculean that was college? Yeah, I oh, think. Oh, man. Scotty, was that college? When was that? K- high school. What was the? What were the call letters of the station? It sounded like you said KPSU. KSPR. I'm sorry. What high school did you go to, Scotty J? The Spartans? Really? K-Spartans. Okay. Madness! All right, it's, uh, why, hello, it's three minutes and 18 seconds after the hour of 11 in this, the month of October, in the year of our Lord, 2007, the day that Scotty J says goodbye. Uh, it is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. We are live from the plushly appointed, yet not overly ostentatious studios of AM 970. Silent State Radio, thank you for coming along. We're here in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It is, uh, Friday, and welcome to Day 12. It's 503 Seven three three two nine seventy five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. Like to uh, join us with your comments, your clarifications, your tearful farewells to uh, our intrepid PA Scotty J, uh, or uh, you know whatever he's uh, standing by in his hovel right now, ready, willing, and able to pass along for the final time uh, your observations and comments about the tedious, the interesting, the groundbreaking, the mundane, the whatever. Uh, it's five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. Can you turn my mic down just just a hair? Thank you. It's uh. 503-733-2970. People are lining up to become the first. Only one of you can be the first to say goodbye to Scotty today. This isn't an ain't it cool message board. There can be. There's no multiple firsts. All right. It's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Uh, here's what else is coming up today. We'll talk to CNN Radio Correspondent Dick Giuliano, uh, who will join us today about that. You have to hand this to Rush Limbaugh. You really do. I mean, I'm no one. To, I'm no one to throw stones, really, in my talk radio house of glass. But I will say, oh, really? No. And tell the callers we're not. Tell them to fill out an application like everybody else. 
Um, no calls, please. As every radio classified ad since the beginning of time has said. Please, no calls. EOE. Uh, anywho, you've got to give it to Rush Limbaugh, man. He's, I think they got the bids up to like $2 million for that letter he's selling, that letter where the, the house is chastising him. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we'll explain it all later. It's pretty, it's pretty genius, actually. Guy still knows how to get publicity every now and again. Um, we'll talk to scene radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum from New York City uh, about the uh, the New York Yankees, and who I care about because they really are. I mean, you were talking about a slice of American pop culture. You really don't get you don't you don't get more American than the New York Yankees. So I guess that guy, man, Joe Torre did the four World Series in a row, something like that. Anyway. In 12 years, I think they went four times. He's not coming back. So uh, we'll also talk to uh, not Bob Costantini, but we'll talk to uh, Jim Roop, uh, who will talk to us about all things Britney, and he has a little wrap-up on the life of Joey Bishop. Uh, Have you seen the pictures yesterday. of Britney today? No. No, I haven't. Now, see, I know that. I love that look. This is, see, it's it's so rare that I am ever able to pull one over on you to like to show mm-hmm. you something that you haven't seen. It's, it's sometimes Nobody's several... seen these for some reason. Now... Okay, well, let's... I won't, yeah, I won't go into it, but I'm just, I'm just say, saying it's hilarious. See, sometimes I will get here early, or it's like Sarah's been out of town, or whatever, she comes in, and there'll be some sort of photograph you haven't seen. Like it'll And be, you yell at me not to look at the other. No, 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 that's the thing. It'll be, it, and it'll be a picture of Britney Spears asleep in a gutter covered in her own vomit. Um, and, I, and I will say, have you seen the picture of Britney Spears? And Sarah will say, no, what picture? And I'll say, don't go to your computer! And I will, tr- I will do everything but manacle you uh, to the corner of the studio to try to keep you from seeing it so that I can show it to you live on the air because you got to get up pretty early in the day to see gossip photos that Sarah hasn't already seen. So, no, the answer is no. I haven't seen whatever, whatever her photograph is today. Excellent. Um, yeah, so CNN Radio correspondent Dick Giuliano today, Steve Kastenbaum, James Roop will join us from Los Angeles about Brittany and uh, Joey Bishop. Aaron Geek in the city, Duran, will be here with the uh, review of the new vampire film, 30 Days of Night. Um, I don't think it's a big secret to say that apparently it's genius. He said it, he's actually calling it the best horror film of the last 10 years and the best uh, vampire film of the last two decades. Uh, so we will talk more uh, about that later on as Aaron joins us in the studio. We'll uh, speak to our good friend CBS Radio Portland marketing guru Susan Reynolds. Uh, Dennis Pitsenbarger will stop in and uh, we'll have today's top five. It's probably just as well. I think it was fate. It was fate that made me put this off, uh, off so long. It's been like three days since we actually assembled this top five. Uh, today on Scotty J's last day on the Rick Emerson Show, uh, we will do the top five goodbye songs. Uh, we'll try heartily uh, to uh, hold in our grief. So uh, all of that is coming up, plus your phone calls. It's 503-733-2970. Let's get these phone calls, then we'll do uh, introductions and teasers all around. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Uh, Sir or madam is the case, maybe. Am I number one? Yes, yes, you are, sir. I am, I am number one to wish him. I'm the first person on Scotty's last day to wish him a fair, fun, goodbye, farewell, see you later. Yes. I rule! Yes! Okay, uh, hey, this is Bobby Chai. I just want to say goodbye to Scotty. Hi, Bobby Chai. And, and we're, uh, we're, we're, playing, we're playing a show tomorrow night over at Ashley, and I'm dedicating the whole set for him. <laughs> Genius. Fantastic. Where, where's the party? Uh, well, apparently it's, uh, apparently it's at the Ashtray tomorrow, sir. What sort of music does Bobby Terrell play? Uh, it's it's uh, early 80s uh, Southern California punk rock. We're called the Bullies. We, we get a lot of people compared to, like, uh, adolescents, Black Flag, Central Jerks. Bobby Terrell, what uh, instrument do you play? Uh, I'm, I'm a singer. All right. <laughs> and, and, and only on occasion do I play skin flute. Uh, okay, no. Bobby Terrell, we why had do to you, dump you twice. Why? I just had to dump you twice. 
Oh, I'm sorry. You should just stop talking to me. <laughs> okay, I'm going to censor myself. I'm very sorry. All right. Thank I you, Bobby Terrell. Bye Thank now. you, guys. That's great. I think that's a record. I've had to dump two things in the first... 60 seconds of taking calls today. when you know that they don't mean it. Seriously. He, he didn't realize that no, you no, can't no, say that. No, no, I understand. That. Well, the name of that band is just not something that we can <laughs> say on the air. Why would you think... Why would and you then, think... No, I can't... I, I can't even see why he would think that either of them were okay. Here's what Bobby Terrell said, and I have to sort of... You'll be able to hear this in the podcast, presuming that Scotty is uh, with it today, enough that he's sort of posted. The And we'll talk about the podcast later, because we've got many calls coming in about that. People wondering what the... Quovatimus, uh, the uh, Rick Emerson Show podcast. So we were talking to Bobby Terrell just now, and I said... What kind? What do you? You know, what kind of what kind of music do you play? And he goes, Oh, we play like these early '80s Southern California punk rock. And I said, Really? And he said, Yes, like Black Flag or the a band. And you, uh, punk aficionados, will know of whom I speak. He says, Our music a lot is a lot like Black Flag or the CJ's. And if you know who I'm talking about, you know what band their initials are the CJ's. And I said, You know, you can't say that. And so I, so I had to bleep it. And then he said, The only other thing I play. And then he inserted a euphemism for the male member, which you also can't say on the air, especially not if you're going to refer to playing it. So, thank you, Bobby Terrell. Let's not take any other calls right now. If you're on hold, hang on. We'll get to you in just a few. Uh, we're joined today, as are we always, by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon. Give me a hint about the Britney photos. Is um, she naked? No. Okay. She did something to herself. <laughs> um, well, somebody else probably did it to her, but... I, <laughs> okay, now I'm. Now I was thinking one thing. Now I'm thinking another thing. Black eye. I don't know. Did you want to see the pictures or not? Uh, after we do introductions. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna think. It I'm, made my morning though. I'm saying black <laughs> okay. eye. I'm guessing a black eye. Okay. Was she walking Randy Rhodes' dog? Tim Riley's working on the following stories for your edification on this Friday. And there are vastly many. First, a Seattle woman claimed she was raped by David Copperfield, so the FBI... What? A Seattle woman claimed she was raped by David Copperfield. And then the FBI goes to his warehouse and takes a computer. Uh, then five are hurt when a van rear-ends a TriMet bus. Another bicyclist is hurt, but this time it's a cyclist's fault. Comcast is blocking some of its internet user traffic. A Comcast customer goes on a hammer rampage... Hammer. ...to their East Coast offices... Because she had to wait too long for services. And uh, Mannheim Steamroller takes off their Christmas tour in Boise November 20th. But they come here to the Rose Garden November 30th with Olivia Newton-John and Johnny Mathis. Well, that just doesn't make any sense. Johnny Mathis? I thought he was dead. No, he's alive. Okay. And he's, and he's not a Caucasian. Okay. Now, <laughs> um, let me ask you this. Yes. And I mean this in all seriousness. Did Gerald Ford die? Yes. Recently. Not Betty Ford. No, Betty Ford lived. She she lives she lives on. Yes. She's going to live on. But Gerald Ford is dead. Yeah. Okay, because I was reading this book. It happened this year. I was reading the Squeaky From book last night, and it opens with her, you know, that, that failed assassination attempt on Gerald Ford. And I get here's what a boring, uninteresting man he was. I mean, he was president. He was the most powerful man in the world and at that's one point. What they wanted after Nixon. I mean, really, it's he is just a big bowl of presidential tapioca. That guy, Gerald Ford, was such a boring politician, such a boring man, such an uninteresting president in every way. I even last night. Sitting there after, I don't know, probably three or four minutes of really hard thinking about it. I didn't cheat by using Google or anything. I couldn't remember if he was dead or not. 
Well, he is. There oh, you go. and uh, Jennifer Anderson is seen waving to fans on TV Highway at Aloha. Excellent. So we'll talk more about that. All right, let's do a couple more of these calls. Try really, try really hard not to swear. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Dude, that guy's name needs to be changed to Bobby Tourette's. <laughs> okay, that's funny. That's the first good joke of the day. Thank you. Is there going to be a drunkening of Scotty J somewhere after the show? Uh, it probably, probably not. No, that that's probably not going to be happening. Well, let's close out the call with this question then. Do you think Randy Rhodes was on her knees asking for it? What? Why? Why? why, why I, I, yeah, I heard what you said. Why did you say that? I don't know. The black guy, the whole thing, call back to a long time ago. Are you making a Are you making a reference to the wrestler Randy Rhodes, or the no, guitarist no, Randy no. Rhodes? No, no, no. I'm making a reference to the uh, the alleged uh, talk show host on. Yeah, I understand that. that. Look, yeah. uh, no, I thought you were no. making some sort of a pop culture reference, because there was a wrestler named Randy Rhodes. There was also a wrestler named Dusty Rhodes, and I think that they pretended to be brothers at one point. Uh, yeah. I don't know. All right, we're going to move on. Thank you. Bye now. I thought he might I thought he might have been making a reference when he said that on her knees asking for it, which is a singularly unpleasant phrase, by the way. Let's try not to work that phrase into any further calls. Um I thought he might have been making a reference to that fight you had with, with Nate. That was exactly what I think well, he might have been. I'm like, wow, thanks for bringing that up, this ass. Sarah, Sarah had a fight with a boyfriend at one point, where which ended with him abandoning her in the Hawthorne Market <laughs> parking lot and then and then actually telling her later, you were on your hands and knees asking for it. Begging, for, begging it. for it. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Uh, this is awesome. You know, hi. <laughs> It's a weird show already. I think we've already lost whatever control we may have once had over this program. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson yeah, Show. Hello. It's really, it's really apropos on Scotty's last day. It's true. Uh, Rick, this, this is Frank, uh, formerly from Beaverton, uh, currently living in Arizona. I've been uh, keeping up. My wife and I have been keeping up with the show. Thank you, sir. Uh, from afar. And uh, since uh, today was uh, Scotty's last day, I just had to call him and... Uh, and thank him for all the uh, the embarrassment and the and the joy and the thrills and the spills and uh, and well you know it's uh, he's just uh, been a, a part of the show uh, now for a while and uh, just really appreciate him and wish him the best in whatever he does. Excellent, Scotty is typed on the screen. Thank you. <laughs> you are very welcome. That's Scottie. the sort of loquacious verbosity that we expect from Scotty J. Thank you, my friend. Keep spreading the word in the uh, whatever the hell. What is Arizona? What state is that? That is the state next to Nevada. Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm saying, what is the name of the state? Like, we're the beaver state. We are, uh, you know, Arizona is the silver state, I believe. The silver state. Is that because everybody there is like 110 years old? Uh, that would be, uh, hey, hey, I, this is a picture phone you're looking at then, huh? All right, I'm just saying. All right, Thanks thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Everybody's a comedian today. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. This is Scotty J's sister. Hi, so you are Tiffany J. Oh, yeah. Hi. I thought I was. I thought I was the first person that called to say goodbye to him. And yet, behold, no. But I got put on hold. Oh, Tiffany J. I know. Are you sad that Scotty's leaving? I'm really sad because um, every this the, time we this... get together, we talk about AM 970, and I don't know if it's going to be the same. This is the only tiny flicker of fame that your family has known, and now it's being cruelly snuffed out by the powers that be. Absolutely. Well, you know who you can blame for this. Scotty J. Well, okay. <laughs> well, we can. Scotty also... J. is multiple houses. I was going to say we could we could also say that we can blame Scotty J.'s creditors and credit cards, and also oh. also the man. We can blame the man for this. All right. Absolutely. 
Well, at least your family, for one brief shining moment, had some sort of claim to fame, Tiffany. Some people never even get that. I know. All right. So I guess I am grateful for that. All right. Try not to cry. All right. Thanks. All right, there you go. There's Scotty's sister, Tiffany. Uh, one more, and then we'll do a few things here before the break. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey Rick. Hey. I think I, I think Arizona's the sun state. I could be wrong on that. But, uh, I I don't know. I, I I don't plan to go there ever. So it doesn't really matter. Well, but anyway, uh, this is Chad, and uh, I was just calling in to tell you, no, I'm not going to strip for Scotty J today. Oh uh, yeah, there had been some speculation about whether we were. I, I won't mention any names, but we did have at least one account executive upstairs. We had one salesperson who does seem inordinately interested in coming down and discussing strippers with us, uh, who had offered to have uh, some fine uh, nubile women come and flaunt their wares around Scotty. But we sort of decided that, you know, it's not necessarily a happy day for Scotty. It's a bittersweet day, one might say. I mean, he is uh, stepping off into an exciting new direction in his life, but (laughs) this is also his final day here. He's going back to the real world. Mixed emotions, and so I figured probably... Not really mixed emotions so much as it probably sucks to be leaving. (laughs) So I figured probably... Not really mixed about that. The small gift we could give him is to not have him go home covered in Woolworth's perfume so he can be punched in the face by his wife. (laughs) And be drunk as all heck after to the show, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I fully uh, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I will say when I when I called in the before he put me on hold, he did recommend his last bag joke to me to play on you, which I refused to do. So. Thank you. What was that, sir? What did he want you to do? Uh, he wanted me to start it out by saying, "Can I have his job?" No, no. See, that's not. No. Scotty. Something's not Scotty. What I'm no, Scotty, quit sporeberting. It's your last day. Try, try to be funny. Go out right. on a high note, Scotty. Yeah, seriously, don't. All right. Thank you, my friend. All right, peace. All right, there you go. So there had been, and so once we decided that we wouldn't, that we weren't going to have any female strippers in, then it was like, well, we're going to have a male stripper come in, and then I just, I kind of tired of the whole thing. And frankly, if you work down on this level of the of, of the CBS Radio Portland building, you're, there's like a one in three chance when you walk out of the hallway here, you're going to have to walk by a bunch of strippers anyway. So we've decided not to contribute to that. So it does really, it does really smell like somebody kicked over a bad uh, a bad bottle of Aquanet or something in here about half the time. So, anyway, all right, it's 503-733-2970. Who watched the season finale of Mad Men last night? I Tim Riley. Not. You didn't. I taped it. Okay. Well, Good, that means you can't talk about it today. No, no, no. Oh, no, I'll absolutely talk about it. It's oh. just I have to talk about it in couch terms. I won't go on about it because it, cause Tim hasn't seen it. What's the, so what's the point? Exactly. Um, so I won't spoil anything. Mm-hmm. I will not spoil anything. I am not that guy. Uh, I'm just going to say, and so please, if you were calling up today and you know that Tim is in the room, please be sensitive to the fact that Tim has not yet watched the Mad Men season finale. Usually we night. wait till the week after. It's true. Uh, so I'm just going to just gonna make a, a couple brief observations about it today. Um, which is, A, it has one of the best scenes that show has ever pulled off. I know that it's only one season in, but i got to say, for this season, it has one of the best scenes. It, I, it's just it, one of those scenes that really is, is, is perfect. Better it's, than the first season of The West Wing? No, nothing. Well, you're thinking of the second season of the West. Second season. Nothing is better than the second season of the West. Okay. But in terms of Mad Men, it has one of the best scenes that show has ever done. Uh, There is a there's a sequence with Don Draper, um, and I'll just say this: it's a sequence where he's doing a product pitch, and it's so well crafted. It's beautiful. It really is just so perfect. Um, But then I got to tell you, there's also a big WTF moment, uh, and and you'll know it when you see it. There is there is a moment in the Mad Men season finale. I checked my email at at like 11:09 last night, and I already had several people who were like, "What the hell?" So there is this kind of. Do you remember that episode of Mad Men a couple weeks ago that ended with his wife out back with the gun shooting at shooting at pigeons or something? There's a scene kind of like that last night, and you watch it, you kind of go, "Well." 
I don't understand. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe they're playing on some level that I'm just not at yet, and it'll all make sense in the future. It'll all come out in the wash. Uh, but there were... There were a couple of things last night that just they didn't. They, I don't know. They just they didn't really they didn't really register with me. But you know, what do I know? All right, waking up with Whoopi has been canceled in Chicago. That's hard to believe. I didn't know that a show was on anywhere. It's still on a, a dozen affiliates. How is it? I mean, I haven't heard anybody talk about it. No, is it on in Vegas still? Because the only way I the only reason I ever heard Waking Up with Whoopi is because uh, Low taped it in Vegas and sent some of it to us. And that's where the, the, that hideous program where she raps the opening. Mm-hmm. She does the she raps the opening to her radio show. Because my question is, where is she? How is she finding time to do a radio show if she's also doing the View five days a week? That is true. I mean, it's sort of like at that point you become it's like entering. On Ryan Seacrest um, territory because then Ryan Seacrest have like 18 different jobs. Oh yeah, is he on Kiss FM? Yes, he is. He he, he replaced Rick Dees. Okay, so Ryan so Ryan Seacrest is on Kiss FM. Yes. He does uh, the Countdown. Oh. He does American Idol. Uh, he also does, and there's something else Ryan Seacrest does, and I can't think of what it is. I think he does at New least... New Year's Rock and Eve. He does the New, New, he's the New Dick Clark. New Year's. He does the New Year's Rock and Eve thing. Uh, I think he does at least two syndicated countdown shows. All right. Um, so we'll do a few things here, and then we'll, uh, before, without further ado, let me just... Uh... Scotty J. I wish I knew how to quit you. Please, I kiss you on the mouth. Please let me... Good morning, Metolius. Welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show. Our intrepid PA, Scotty J, who is moving on to bigger, better, brighter, bolder things after uh, after today. (laughs) Well, good night, Portland. Uh, you got to save that. To... Oh, sorry. I'm just just, that Scotty, we're just starting the show. Timing, <laughs> <laughs> Timing is off till the very end. I have a whole city uh, list. I missed a bunch of them. Would you like to later on? Would you like to run down all the cities, just I'm... so nobody feels left out? That would take a while. Your timing is off until you, the you very need end. A weekend show just to list all the cities. So. Yeah. So when do you start your new job? I'm thinking around the 29th or the end of the month. You don't I, even. They haven't told you. Do you have another job? Yes, I do. It's. I basically told them I need a week to. What is today? Today's need a buffer 19th. week. Today is the 19th. Yeah. So. So you start on the 29th. That's a week later, right? No. Well, that's it's a week from Monday. Ten days. Ten days. Ten days. No. So wait. So you start on around the 29th. Did they tell you when to show up? No, it, I'm actually joining forces with a company that I'm going oh to work my way into partial ownership. Yeah, I know. You've, you've, you've peddled this fiction <laughs> to us before. <laughs> Your claim that you're going to work there, and then within X number of years, you're going to own 49% of the company. Right. Now, I have a question for you. How many Oprah magazines do you want? Yes, I know. We made that joke a few days ago. Oh, sorry. So... What? So the deal is, I I said, hey, before I started, like to uh, you know collect my thoughts and finish what? my garage. <laughs> what thoughts are you collecting? <laughs> the thoughts about my garage being a mess. So you could there's a I whole there's a whole like other that. week you could be working here. You could be screening calls for another five days. I can do it remotely from what a remote. Kind of, <laughs> what kind of what kind of work ethic is this? Are you just honestly I, I, seriously? I, what are you going to be doing next week? I literally could have left here today and started on Monday, but I told him I need, you know, a little bit of space. You need a week to grieve? I need a little bit of grieving time, a little bit of space. My Are you garage forward, is, Rick, my garage is a mess. You don't understand. All right, okay. So you're starting your new job on or about the 29th. Yeah, but that's awful close to Halloween, and I'll probably be drinking, and so I, it might be mid next month. What do you, let me, because we still don't know what your new job is, and so we will invite now the audience uh, to call in with clarifying questions now and throughout the program. 
Because we're going to endeavor to figure out exactly what your job is. Let me ask you this. Um, your new job, which you start on or about the 29th, if, if, you, you know you're going to get there and it's going to be a vacant lot. You know that this is, you're going to go there and, uh, you know, an Ashton Kutcher is going to jump up from behind a shrub with a camera and laugh, and then you're, you're going to be foreclosed on. I mean, that's really... Yeah, perhaps I can get an inter- one last interview with what you. Let me ask you this. At this new job you're going to be start, uh, starting, must you wear a tie? Yes. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, man. Tim, when's the last time you had to wear a tie for a job? Wow. <laughs> uh, let's see. Would have been... Um, oh, I, I used to be a bartender, so that would have been 1998 before I came here. All right. Really? I didn't know You're a bartender in 98? Yeah. I was a beer bartender. I just did beer I bars. can't see that. I cannot picture you as a bartender. Not oh, at you all. You can see it if you can see the tips. Really? <laughs> Excellent. You can see that very well. <laughs> All right. So, so Scotty, no Dr. Pepper shirt. So you're going to have no to wear it. There's occasional days that you can. Your free dress, a free dress Friday? Is there a casual Friday? It would be more Friday? like how Tim dressed. Are you touching Tim? You don't touch Tim. Which is a little better. Because it's your last day doesn't mean you can Tim dresses a little Sorry. He dresses a little better than I do when I'm casual, so it'll be more like Tim. I'm trying to mirror Tim. Okay. So... Okay, so I'm trying to figure this out. So you're you're going to be wearing? Is this like a khakis? Yes. Oh god. But 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 when I have to meet clients, I got to wear the suit and tie thing. You're gonna have to wear a suit and a tie. Oh my god! What are you doing with your life? (laughs) I like. Can I just tell you this right now? This is so indicative of radio and what it does to your mindset. That's that. I'm basically here dressed like I just walked out of a you know like I walked out of a bad hot topic or a fly pantry. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. I've got jeans and a black T-shirt and. Chuck Taylor's on. I am a 34-year-old man, by the way. And in my world, the fact that Scotty is going to be wearing a suit and tie is like a huge step down. Like, I can't... Like, it's some terrible, irresponsible life change. So, uh, a suit and tie, really? Yeah. Is this a thing? Are you going to be doing, um... Let's see. i got to close the deal, Rick. Is this, uh, are you going to be doing business lunches in your new job? Hell yeah. You're going to be... Uh, you're gonna business be... golfing, business lunches. Are you going to have know. an expense account? I will eventually. In five years. In five years. <laughs> no, I do have a five-year plan. It's going to take at least that long to become a part of this company. Scotty, I hope you're not getting swindled really, and you're throwing your radio career away for nothing. Really, honestly. Like, it really sounds like a crock of whatever it is. I mean, I can't. Straight out of the crock pot. I, I, look, my question is this. If like, you don't really sound solid about anything. Like, you're, like, skirting around these details. If you're going to work for a company that's going to be offering you 49% of the company, that begs the question of why doesn't why don't the people who own the company want that 49%? The startup company. Oh, no. They need the... Oh, Scotty. They need the... Scotty! Scotty, no. you're in the running already. But they Let him do it. They need some... I think we should read the letter before we go to break. Uh, all right, let me get these calls, then we'll read this. Uh, we'll read an open letter, an to, open letter to Scotty J that one of our listeners. There's a chain link letter. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, Scotty J is a part of the mafia. Hey, hey. Or Amway, whatever comes first. How much soap do you need? Oh, Scotty, I love you. I'm afraid. I'm, I'm sorry that you're leaving. Take it off oh, the Thank air. you very much. The baby misses you too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good luck with you, all your funny. endeavors. I Who is this, by the way? Oh, this is Pam from North Hi, Pam. How are you? I'm Long time no talk. At a certain point in this conversation, I became very uneasy. <laughs> oh. Say hi to the baby. I'll is, say hi to the can baby. You, can, is, I'm sorry. Is Scotty, is Scotty your baby daddy? Or, or I... <laughs> 
I'm so unclear about this. No, Scotty's the baby's mama. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Pam. Bye. Bye. One more. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hi. Is Scotty going to become a recruiter? Scotty, That's are you recruiting young question. men into our into our armed forces? What's your name? No, not not like a recruit. This is Melissa. I would, uh, hi, Melissa. I just, I just, hi. I just remember one time you saying you used to um, do personnel placement. So my gut tells me you're going to be a technology recruiter or a Scotty, contractor. Scotty, are you, are you going to be working at Express Personnel, helping to find people temporary <laughs> employment? Express Personnel. <laughs> don't don't laugh. I used to know a guy who ran an Express Personnel, and you look just like him. I'm going to work at In and Out Personnel. Are you going to be Are you going to be placing people in uh, part-time jobs? Are you going to be working down at that labor-ready place on the corner where they give you free coffee and, like, like a job for a day? Are you selling a- yourself or are you selling things? I'm actually going to be standing down there at the labor-ready thing, ready to go, anxious. All right. Thank you, Melissa. All right. There you go. All right. Oh, this is Dick Giuliano. I completely, for- I completely forgot that that was at 30 and not 40. That is totally my fault. So I'll tell you what. Uh, why don't we do this? We'll uh, go to Dick Giuliano here in just a moment. Then we will read an open letter to Scotty J. Uh, then we'll take a break. And coming up uh, later on this hour, Steve Kastenbaum and Susan Reynolds from CBS uh, Radio uh, Portland Marketing and blah, blah, blah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show, CNN Radio Correspondent Dick Giuliano. Hi, Dick. How are you doing? Hey, Rick. Good afternoon from Washington, D.C. How are things, my friend? How's life? How's the weather? I know that sounds like a cheesy question, but isn't don't you guys have that leaf-turning thing that happens there, the tourists come in by the bus? Load to see. Yeah, the tourists, there are quite a few here. Uh, we, we're actually, uh, we're in the middle of a drought. It hasn't rained in uh, over a month. And uh, they're saying we might get a little bit this weekend. So uh, some people are actually pleased about that. You know, maybe the government's just trying to uh, starve D.C. out. First, you know, first they don't have the right to vote. Then you can't, you know, <laughs> then there's no guns. I guess, no rain. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, D.C. really, the, it seems like if you live in D.C., it's a one thing after another just gets stripped away. Lisa Goddard goes on about that endlessly, about how, <laughs> how any day now she expects to, to be to, to, get a letter in the mail saying that she will be uh, taxed but not represented. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's, it's a challenge sometimes. Um, so let's talk about this, this Rush Limbaugh letter. And I know it's strange for me to be talking about another guy who basically does sort of a variation of what I do, but you do have to hand it to this guy. In my opinion, is my opinion only, uh, it, it, Rush Limbaugh as a host is sort of, you know, he's been going downhill for a while now, but you do you have to admire the fact that this guy is able to wring so much publicity uh, out, of, out of anything. So, so correct me if I'm wrong. Here's what has happened. So, Rush made some crack a few weeks ago about so-called uh, so-called phony soldiers, which right. is his term for, depending on who you ask, either people who pretend to be soldiers so they can disparage the military, or people in the military that don't support the war. Right. Then there are a bunch of these Senate Democrats who drew up this official letter of condemnation, yes. which he in turn is now auctioning off. And he's going to give the proceeds to the military. Is that right? Have I got it right? Yes, and, and I think that the remarkable part of this story is that uh, this uh, this letter that's been posted on eBay, this Senate letter with the signatures of 41 senators critical of Rush Limbaugh, uh, the bidding has now reached over $2 million. It was 117,000 bucks yesterday when I went to Capitol Hill to ask some of the some of the some of the Senate Democrats what they thought of this, and we were talking about 117,000, and they were amazed. Senator Dick Durbin, the Assistant Majority Leader from Illinois, said uh, he joked that he didn't know his autograph was worth so much. <laughs> uh, and uh, and now the next morning, it's an eye-popping figure. But apparently, someone has bid $2,100,000 for this letter. And Limbaugh, the talk show host, says he will match it 
dollar for dollar, and all of this money is going to go to the Marine Corps Law Enforcement Foundation, which is a group that pays for the education of children of Marines or federal law agents like Secret Service agents and, and uh, uh, DEA agents and such who are killed in the line of duty. You really, <clears throat> pardon me, you really do have to hand it to him, though, that he just, and, and it's also that the this is so emblematic of the Democrats, though, that as Leo McGarry once said on the West Wing, that they cannot put a forkful of waffles into their mouth without ca- coughing up the ball somehow. So they, <laughs> it has got to gall them to no end. Well, yeah. And, and, and I asked Durbin about this, the assistant majority leader, yesterday. Uh, I, I asked him, I said, Senator, uh, do you think that this has backfired on the Democrats? And he kind of scrunched up his face like, you know, no, no, I don't, I don't think so, he said. And he said... Who listens to Rush Limbaugh's rants anyway uh, that Rush Limbaugh has a habit of claiming victory every time he steps in it? But, you know, the, the, the reality is over $2 million bucks for this letter is, is, is nothing to sneeze at, and I guess a lot of kids are going to benefit in the end. Uh, it, it really is. It is. it is one of his rare gifts, though, to turn uh, to turn any sort of misfortune into his own uh, hucksterific uh, brand of uh, brand of lemonade. So, all right, Dick Giuliano, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, we will uh, speak with you in the future. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. CNN Radio correspondent Dick Giuliano. Ah, all right. What a pro. No, he's fantastic. Hello, Scotty. Jay Scotty's just wandering back to the studio. You know, don't worry about. It. I'm sure there's no work that needs to be done anywhere. You? Well, I, I didn't know if. Uh... You wanted me to be here for that letter, or if you were just going to read it. I'm oh, gonna oh, that's right, the letter for Scotty J. Okay. Um, and then are we going to break? Yeah, let me just uh, let me. We'll, we'll do this. Uh, then we'll take a break. We'll come back with uh, Steve Castamom and Susan Reynolds, CBS Radio Portland marketing guru, uh, and so forth around the corner. Scotty, let me just read this to you. This comes to us from our good friend Rob. An open letter to Scotty J. Dear Scott, as you will henceforth be known in the business world, (laughs) I am writing to congratulate you. At some time in your mid-thirties, it would seem, you made the courageous decision to risk all the security of traditional domestic life to pursue the career of your dreams. You've now spent years, and I'm sure tens of thousands of dollars, giving up the security of a boring, hateful job to pursue that dream career. Now the responsibilities of multiple homes and a big screen TV in the bathroom are closing in. (laughs) Kudos, Scotty. Kudos to you. As a 44-year-old owner of an MFA in theater, I welcome you to the house of failed dreamers. (laughs) I, too, took the leap of faith to leave a secure yet tedious job to follow my dreams. After years of education, training, and paying dues, read interning for free, I went back to the workplace in my former vocation. There is now no option for return. Wife, kids, and bills negate that as a viable option. For the last 18 months, you've been an inspiration to those of us at midlife. Thank you. Thank you so very much for reinforcing that pursuit of one's dreams is a futile endeavor. All that said, I'd like to be the first one to buy you a drink after your last show Friday. You effing tried, for Christ's sake. Good luck, you miserable bastard. That's Rob. There you go. An open letter and to Scott. That Scotty pretty much today. sums it up. Uh, you can read this, by the way, at the myspace.com slash Rick Emerson. Back after this with Steve Katzenbaum, Susan Reynolds, Tim Riley, Jim Roop, and more of Scotty J's final day. Say there's the Rick Emerson Show. You're just minutes away from the new news hour with Tim Riley. This is the Rick Emerson Show, only on AM 970 Solid State Radio. 
do you, do you want Vanilla Ice to be your brother? Goddamn, this guy is joy everything. Me? Yeah. Skyji penalize my brother? <laughs> What'd you think of the women, though? At least the women were hot. Uh, hell yes. Hell what yes. What were your thoughts on the women at Outlaws? The women at Outlaws tonight were unfreaking believable. What was hot about them? Ass. <laughs> Anything else or just the ass? Tops. <laughs> what kind of women do you like? What do you find attractive in a woman? Boobs. What would your message be to the women at Outlaws tonight? If you had one thing to say to them. Scotty J. And you tonight. Is there one girl in particular you would send that out to? No, it's a girl. I have the vibe. They know who I am. What's the one they know who you are? Did you introduce yourself? <laughs> I introduced myself to about um a thirty woman tonight. What was the general reaction? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Did you go back and try again? Nope. Nope. Did you make a positive impression on any women? Nope. It's all in the numbers game. <laughs> That's fantastic. It is the, uh, oh, <laughs> the Rick Emerson radio program. You know what I meant to do is I meant to actually come back with some of your karaoke, Scotty. Oh, no. I, uh, no, no, it's, I've got it. Let's That's see. horrible. Yes, it is. No, it's it's awful. Let's see. Here well, we go. Karaoke. You karaoke. We played that before. Because remember, because I didn't think it was him because it actually doesn't suck. It doesn't, oh, it's, Scotty J has a mellifluous. Mellifluous. A green man voice. Um, we know we have we have some of it, Scotty's karaoke because we didn't think it was him because it actually sounded too Wait, good. Wait, karaoke or his band? No, 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 his karaoke. You don't remember this? I don't okay, remember. let me Wait, put on. it this way. <laughs> <laughs> How do I not remember this? It doesn't sound anything like him, which is why I insisted it wasn't him. From 1985, Scotty J. All your sex I think the mix is Liar. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. It doesn't sound anything like a Scotty J. I love his enunciation. You know why it doesn't sound that way, Rick? This is 1985, I think. This is before the liquefaction of thousands and thousands and thousands of brain cells. Uh, yes. I also had to uh, uh, go into a little booth up in Seattle near the Pike Street Market or whatever. It's uh -huh. a little in the old days, and, and this was a tape, and they would record a tape for you, and it was a big thing because karaoke really wasn't around back in 85. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, let's now welcome to the Rick Emerson Radio Program, CBS Radio Portland marketing guru, the one and only Susan Reynolds. Why, hello, Susan Reynolds. How are you? Hello, hey, I'm Susan. good. Hello. You should know, Scotty, that we were planning on doing a whole, uh, a whole "This Is Your Life" uh, kind of a thing today. <laughs> we were gonna do, uh, we were gonna do a whole, you know, Scotty. Do you remember this noise and this? Uh, but then we realized that Susan is really the only person, the only voice that we could, you know, do you remember this voice? But there's really only Susan. Everybody else is just us. Yeah. So that would so. be kind of boring. Well, Scotty J. <laughs> Let's 
remember nice zither about 18 about <laughs> about 18 months ago uh god it already feels like one of those fridays and it's not even noon uh let's remember about 18 months ago when susan reynolds it, first it talked to you and then talked to us about your exciting uh, uh new uh, your exciting new direction in life your dreams <laughs> of radio stardom susan you know, I was thinking about Scotty J. I've been thinking about him a lot the last, you know, week or so. Well, thank and, you. <clears throat> well, don't don't flatter. <laughs> We're thinking about how to replace you. Oh. Yeah, yeah, My we got this, this, you know, this hole to fill now. Anyway, um, but I remember when you came in and you were so sort of fresh-faced and enthusiastic, you know, for a 40-year-old. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. What about these gray hairs? And um, and I remember looking at your, your resume, and you were really excited about the AM station and, and the Rick Emerson show in particular. And, you know, your resume says, Scott, I won't say your last name, but anyway, it was you were Scott. And then you handed me a uh, an air check which said Scotty J on it. And Rick and I, we looked at that and we were like, oh, my God, that's his name now. That's it. He is now and forevermore will be Scotty J. And and, and I have to tell you, by the way, and for the life of me, and it just kills me, I cannot find that air check, the original CD that you brought in, that actually has you on the front, uh, like, grinning all yeah. goofily. And it's S-C-O-T. And it's Scotty J. It doesn't even say Scotty. <laughs> it actually, right. I don't know if you even remember well, that. No, it's, you know. it's one T, S-C-O-T-Y. Well, now that we know. I was, uh, I was on an Indian reservation casino sign in no, perhaps. No, he can't spell. No. <laughs> you can't funny. pass this off on an Indian, Scotty. He can't what about the spell? casino? What does it even have to do with anything? Because that's the picture I took of of my name on a sign, but I didn't realize I do until remember his these guys pointed it out. I never even noticed. Yeah, so it. he hands us this air check, oh. and it's it's a picture of it's a picture of a reader board at a casino where apparently you were what you were DJing. Oh yes. Okay. Um, and so Scotty's like, I, this is a golden opportunity. I can never, I have to take a picture of my name on this sign. So he takes a picture of it, and either A, did not notice that in letters 12 inches high, they had misspelled your name, or B, did not care because he didn't think anybody else would notice, as though I cannot read myself. So he hands it, and then of all, that you, would, that you would then choose that to hand in to CBS Radio. Look, here's something that has my own name. Name misspelled. Yeah. My two-syllable name has been spelled incorrectly. Please okay. be impressed. I gotta say this: when I handed her the resume and uh-huh. the tape, all we did is kind of talk for a few minutes, and then I left, and I go, "Yes, I'm off the hook," because she didn't read my resume and she didn't listen to my air check, oh, and so I'm in. That's on. what I thought at yeah. the moment when okay. I left. But obviously, you must have, you know, taken a little more time to see. Yeah, we're in uh, we're real product. <laughs> <laughs> to see my product. Yes, we're real cagey that way. What with our ability no, to I read th- things. I thought I was out the door like, yeah, she didn't look at it. She did. This is great, you know. So but, hold on. Let me what? understand this. So you were excited because you thought that, that you had given us submission materials, which we were never going to read or listen to. No, I just know that my college air tech stuff is just so-so, and I know that the picture <laughs> was kind of retarded. And... This is high school. Brought to you by KSPR, your new music headquarters. Ooh. The date is 526-1983. How you doing? In a few minutes, I will be on the air. i got to queue up a song real fast. Here. I don't even know what that I'm means. already on Why the air. Why are you on the air on an air check saying you're about to go on the air? I don't know. A kid. I was a kid. I was like, uh, what? 
15 or 16. His uh, voice hadn't even changed. Uh, well, anyway, uh, so we we discussed, and the fact that you were as enthusiastic as you were, and you know, fresh-faced, and willing to work for free. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> didn't actually have to the way, pay you. Came in Not really necessarily well. in that order. We were, you were signed on. And uh, it is a day we will remember forever. Yes, there, well, really is, there really is only one you. Scotty. I think we were all polite to is each other good? for about five minutes. Oh, no. And yeah. then you just became Scotty and Jay and, like, go get us coffee. No, it's, oh, and I felt I really bad about it. And I struggled too. with that. Remember, I'm like, he's 40. I can't tell him what to do. <laughs> yeah, that, you got over that pretty quickly, though. Uh, I mean, just, a, just a moment here. We'll welcome Steve Kastenbaum to the show. But I, as a, here on, so, so he can also bid you a fond farewell, Scotty. Oh, great. Maybe he'd like to order you to do something here on your final day. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, there was there was about a day and a half where it was all very awkward. Sarah's like, I don't know. I'm young enough to be his daughter. I don't want to, well, screw it. Get me coffee. <laughs> so move my car. Uh, right, so uh, so were it not for the sharp eyes and keen ears of Susan Reynolds, Scotty, you never would have come here to the Rick and Well, I thank you for that. I really yeah, do. Yeah, well, we will miss you even though, you know, we, we, we poke <laughs> fun a lot. But it's really because we have such fun. We only hit it. you because we love you. <laughs> <laughs> we only put you in the back room yeah. in the closet because we love you. Yeah. So, uh, so best of luck in your Amway sales or whatever it is. It's gonna be fun. Let me ask you this: Forbert, it was in your new in your new job. Final question here before we go to Steve. In your new job, uh, will you have an office with a door? Uh, I used to. Uh, in the beginning, it's going to be. In the beginning, uh, you haven't even worked there. Uh, in, in the, the beginning, beginning, it's going to be building up the business and then moving to the Hosh Posh office. I so, will, so are you working from road. home? Hold on, stop. No, hosh, I am not stop. working from home. Everyone, stop talking. Hosh Posh is not a word. You <laughs> it can, makes it sense is. in his head, Rick. Let you him cannot go. go into the business world making things up. You are Do not you know what I mean by that? Hosh Posh? Yeah, what do I mean by it? I don't know, but whatever Sarah Lesfield, the green man of the coupon crown, that was Thank great. You. All right. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show. Thank you, Susan Reynolds, CBS Radio Thank Portland you, Marketing. Susan. Thank you, Susan. Let's welcome now CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum from New York City. Hello, Steve. I don't know what's sadder, Scotty leaving or Joe Torre leaving the Yankees. I was just going to say, it's a sad on both coasts. It's a time of sad farewells. Um, so, and, and is, you know, we always, is, I always have to sort of give this, this disclaimer that a lot of sports stuff, it's, sports to me are sort of like a submarine that until they break the surface of the water, the water being sort of pop culture awareness, they sort of just go by me unseen, unnoticed, uncommented on. But they do reach a certain level where they, they, they sort of come into my field of vision. And at that point, we've got to talk about it a little bit because it's a big deal. I mean, the, you do not get more Americana than the New York Yankees. And what this is, this is an average of a World Series win every three years this guy has, has pulled off. And what a class act Joe Torre has been all this time. He really has been just just an everyday good guy. You know, he, he never had a... A big head, you know, he seemed like he could be your next-door neighbor, always had something to say. He would always stop to talk to everybody, still does, obviously. I'm talking like him uh, as if he passed on. But he, he's having a news conference. He's still talking to reporters. It's been almost an hour now. And uh, he said that uh, he turned down, he rejected their contract offer because it was basically uh, an all-or-nothing offer. And he felt uh, the one-year uh, offer with uh, bonus incentives for making it to the playoffs was a bit of an insult. Well, what I mean, what? Where do they? I mean, I know it's a tough time for everybody in this country, but where do they come off trying to give that guy a pay cut with the kind of record he's got? Well, that's what he was saying, and I'll play you a quick cut from him to, uh, addressing that. The terms of the contract were probably the thing I had the toughest time with. The one year for for once for one thing, the incentives for uh, another thing, the fact that. You know, I've been there 12 years, and I, I didn't think uh, motivation was needed. 
Exactly. I mean, nobody worked harder than this guy, and so he, he felt it was a big insult. Is that just sort of figure that they figure he wants the job badly enough, he'll, he'll take it under whatever circumstances? Exactly. Uh, but, you know, he's such a class act. He, he opened up the news conference uh, still by, by being gracious, and, and he had this to say. I would just like to start off by, you know, thanking George Steinbrenner for giving me the opportunity, actually trusting me with his club for the last 12 years. So basically, he's saying the contract they, they offered him was, was kind of a slap in the face, but he's still thanking them. Well, see, you know, that's that's the kind of guy, that's he really, at the risk of sounding mawkish and sentimental about it, that is a guy who kind of conjures up uh, what baseball is thought of being and what what it ought to be as opposed to what it actually sometimes is in this country. Yeah, so real class action. Very old school. Definitely. Oh. All right, my friend, big plans this weekend? Uh, geez, what am I doing? I've got a wedding to go to on Saturday uh, and just errands on Sunday. Not, nothing exciting. All right. Well, uh, enjoy yourself some slacking if you get the opportunity, and uh, we will uh, talk to you uh, presumably next week, my friend. Uh, well, i, I got to ask you, was Scotty as gracious as Joe Torre was? No. Scotty, no. <laughs> no, no, no. no. So it's, all, it's all Scotty can do to... Uh, to I mean, do you have that bottle of, of uh, Johnny Walker Black still back there, Scotty? No, I went ahead and polished both those off. <laughs> The gold one was my favorite, by the way. I oh, love God. that gold. I even shared it with my bro. He loved it. I was just going to, don't say bro. I was just going to say that by about 2 o'clock today, Scotty's probably not going to be able to string together more than one and a half words. So this is. Uh... <laughs> well, farewell, Scotty. Well, thank you very All much. Right. Thank you, my friend. All right, there you go. Steve Kastenbaum, CNN Radio Correspondent. Okay, you never did answer the question. So, about, Do you want me about what I'm doing? Your job, the, well, no, we're, well, you're not making any sense. Do you want me to tell you what I'm going to do? Well, well, not quite yet. I like okay. kind of nibbling around the edges on it here. because <laughs> Now we've established you don't have an office. Do you have a paycheck? Well, we have not. <laughs> are you being paid in, are you being paid in, uh, in experience? In buttons? Uh, Let me ask you this: Are they sim- this company you're going to work for, where you pr- where you claim in buttons, where you uh, claim that they're going to be giving you 49 percent of the company? So you don't have an office. We have a room. Who's we? Me and the gentleman that I'm joining. How many people? Two. The not, gentleman. How many people? Is it your brother's? Best not friend? counting you, work at this company. One more. Ah, two more. Two more. Is one of them related you, to you? If you count his wife. She's kind of there as a 1% owner. That seems fair. Oh, in the business so world, he's it offering, makes a lot of sense. He's offering you 49% and his wife works there for 1%. And he gets 50. Yeah, okay. Something like that. What? Something like that. You know, Scotty, I don't want to go into the politics you, you, about business. You know, but. You know, you know you're realizing that you made a mistake. Are you working at, are you, let me ask you this. Uh, did he promise you a paycheck? There's advantages to having a woman-owned uh, corporation. Let's put it that way. What does that have to do with anything that I ask? Let me, let me ask you this. Do you get a paycheck? Are you yes. or are you not working in his garage? No, I am not working in a garage. There is a office that's paid for. It's like, you know... In what part Why of town? Why do you have to wear a tie to work if it's just two people? When you go out and meet clients, you got to... In what part of you town? You got to look like you're making money, even though you're not. Freudian. In what part of, uh, in what part of town is this office located? Uh, Beerton. Is this in a office park? Yes. Oh, it, it, oh, it's like in a strip mall. So sad for Arlen. <laughs> and those things, did you just rent a room in a strip mall? It's uh, actually upstairs. Are you across the club. windows for Halloween? Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Tim. Hey, Scott. Hello. Hey, hey. Hey, Scott. This is Scott. This is Rob. Get used to saying that. Is this Rob <laughs> of the open letter to Scotty? It is indeed. Uh, nice yes. letter. 
Uh, thank you so much. I mean, you, you touched on every nerve there. Uh, it comes from the heart, my friend. <laughs> that was genius. Tell me, would you have, yeah, as someone who has you, and this is, I'm just uh, uh, reading from your own letter, as someone who is now once again enslaved in the corporate world of tedious drudgery, would you like to, uh, to tell Scott some of the things he can be expecting as he enters this workplace allegedly on the 29th? Well, um, actually, I was thinking about um, how much more difficult it's going to be for him to uh, have salt uh, rubbed into the, the wounds of the failed dream because he's going to have the opportunity to listen to this show every single That's true. Will, will you be able to Are hear our listen? program? I will listen. It'll be hard to do because I'll miss this and wish I was there. But, you know, life goes on and, you know, i got to basically do what i got to do to pay the bills. So. Did I mention that we're having Journey on the show next month? <laughs> <laughs> Count me in. Man. Hey, you know what? We can get you set up with Loverboy, too. Yeah, okay, thanks so much. We'll be, we'll be. Yeah. Yeah, so I, uh, I was thinking about that because I'm going to see our good friend Storm tonight, and, uh, and so I'm going to be rubbing salt in, in my own wounds as I sit in the theater and watch people do a show that I once did back in the day. Oh. This, is, this is shaping up to be a, a real pick-me-up of a show. <laughs> really. Thanks. Thanks, so, Killjoy. Yeah, absolutely. So are we having cocktails or what? Uh, I, I think Scotty may be sipping from a bag later on in the, today, but I uh, <laughs> a bottle in a bag. Uh, sadly, I will not be I will not be going out and boozing after the show because I have what what's that? I yeah, I still work here, so I've got a I've got oh, that job that I have to. Dick. I'm not you're I'm just, going. You don't have a job tomorrow. No, 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 no. no. I'm just you work on you don't work on Saturday. No, I'm just saying. I'm just the people of Asbury. There's going to be something happening after the show. I actually got to, I have crap I have to do, but so all right. No, well, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a lunch. That's about that. We're gonna have okay. a show lunch, but I will not. Okay, you call it a lunch. We will not. Be, we will not be putting <laughs> call down it a lunch, Rick. We're not gonna be putting down a fifth right after the program, though. No. Understandable. All right. Okay. Well, all kidding aside, I do want to say, Scotty, you have been an awesome contribution to the show. I've uh, uh, not always agreed with. Uh, well, I haven't ever agreed with you, um, but, um, but uh, you have uh, definitely been a huge contribution, and you will be missed. Cool. And I wish you nothing but the best, and I hope that you do find happiness as you make this transition. I appreciate well, it, Rob. Sounds... Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Good day. Happiness as you make this transition. Sounds for oh, all the world sounds... like you're talking to a guy who's in the cancer ward, and the doctor has told him not to start any long novels. Thank you, Rob. Stop that. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hi, Rick. Hey. Hey, uh, this is Ryan, your glorious bastard of the week. Hey, Ryan. Hello. How are you? Absolutely. First of all, I'd like to say, Scotty J., we're going to miss you. Well, thank you. And secondly, um, on a different note, I stopped by my bank this afternoon and mentioned that I picked up some uh, Rose City Roller tickets. And lo and behold, the guy behind the counter was the basis of Nickel Arcade. Really? Yeah. <laughs> kind of blew my mind a little bit, so I had to give him props on he the... He works uh, at a bank? I didn't want to ruin the street cred, but yes, he does. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah, don't identify the bank, but that's bizarre. I never would have I never would have thought about that. I figured that they all worked like stocking the well, cereal aisle at a Safeway. I know where Peter works, but I didn't know where the other guy. I figured the other guys were like seriously were like the bag boys in an Albertsons or something. They just look so they look so young. Well, it is the basis. I find it kind of odd that he has <laughs> rings in his ears. And yeah, he's my banker, but you know, yeah. what are you going to do? All right, excellent. Anyway, I had to throw it out there. Going to miss you, Scotty. Thank well, you. Thanks. All right. Uh, I don't know who this is on the call-in line. We might as well just take it. Uh, hello. Well, no one apparently. All right. It's it's no one at all. Who's screening these calls? <laughs> 
Well, okay. <laughs> that last I guess they're going to get all right. <laughs> all right, we'll take a break. Come right. back. Tim Riley around the corner. Are you preparing news for us? Oh, yes, we're ready. All right, fantastic. Now, we will be having, the four of us are going to be having a, the last show lunch. The last supper. Four. The last the last lunch for four. we uh doing that later on today. We did have multiple offers from people to take Scotty out and just to get him completely plowed this evening, but there's... Something that tells me going home tonight's not going to be a pleasant affair for Scotty regardless, so probably just as well. Why? Some people got what they wanted. (laughs) We should probably not contribute to his domestic unpleasantness tonight by getting him drunk. Yeah, yeah. All right, back after this is the Rick Emerson Show. Stay there. Handcuffed in a cage on the other side of the room. I'm sorry. Is it too soon? Hi, it's the Rick Emerson. You're talking about Scotty. No, I'm not talking about Scotty. Uh, hi, it's the Rick Emerson radio program. It's 503-733-2970. Your earrings look very sort of. They're very Egyptian. Egyptian? Yeah. Do you think so? Tim, they have that. Do Egyptians wear earrings? I don't know. They have that kind of Phoenician look. I mean, they're, they're cool. I like them. They're just sort of yeah. big, and they look like they look like they be, you know, one of those things you'd see in the Tutankhamun exhibit or something. Uh, Rick, this email says, "I'm." Oh, this is from um, our good friend Todd the Corpse. I'm chiming in to give fond farewells to our dear Scotty J. As I've mentioned before, every time I teach my three-year-old Sunday school class, I will be reminded of Scotty. Also, if Scotty ever wants me to clarify what his self-described Protestant beliefs are, drop me an email and I'll help him out. Goodbye, Scotty J. Goodbye. It's been a great ride. A great, drunken, flabbergasting, confusing, amusing, and sometimes appalling and disgusting ride. Ladies and gentlemen of the Ministry of Truth, it's Tim Riley. It's time for the Rick Emerson Noon News Hour from AM 970 Solid State Radio. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. A horse rescue is underway in Canby. A horse fell through a wooden bridge. Two of the animal's legs fell completely through it, and they're unsure if the rider was injured. All right. You should do that story again. What? I'm just going to have you do the headline again. A horse rescue is underway. Too late. No, never mind. I was... Never mind. Don't worry about it. I was going to try to fit a joke in there, but, you know, retrospectively, I I, I see now, upon closer examination, the joke isn't going to work anyway. All right. Never mind. Well, a horse rescue is still underway. Okay. It can be after a horse fell through a bridge. Two of its uh, legs are completely through it. It's unknown that the rider was injured. A veterinarian is on the scene, and they're trying to figure out what to do with the horse next. Okay. So, uh, David Copperfield is, uh, well, he hasn't been charged with anything yet, but a Seattle woman says David Copperfield raped her. The woman told Seattle police the uh, musician raped her while she was in the Bahamas. Because the alleged incident happened abroad, and the woman did not report until she returned here, Seattle authorities turned the case over to the FBI. They, in turn, raided David Copperfield's Las Vegas warehouse. Uh, this is where he stores his tricks and uh, memorabilia from around the world. A trick is something a whore does for money, Tim. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it says here. <laughs> uh, it's for illusions. Uh, his attorney has uh, yet to return phone calls. Uh, I cannot confirm that there's an investigation activity at the warehouse, said the FBI. Uh, the FBI raid encompassed 12 agents, and it took place at the Copperfield Warehouse. Uh, David Copperfield is 51. 
He's a longtime performer at the Hollywood Theater and the MGM Grand in Vegas. Yes. Nothing. I'm saving up all my comments to the end. After that horse, that horse story where I tried to make a joke and then it failed, mm-hmm. and then you were you were obliged to read the story twice because of my complete and utter lack of comedic timing. I'm now hesitant to do it again. So let me know when you're done with the Copperfield story. Done. Okay. <laughs> okay. First of all, observation apropos of nothing, there ought to be a storage facility in the Lone Star State called the Best Little Warehouse in Texas. I'm sure there is. Really? Do you think yeah. there is? Okay. Somebody look up right now, please, if there is a place called the Best Little Warehouse in Texas oh, there has where you can store things. Because if not, that's money in the bank right there. You just get some busty woman in a low-cut thing to stand there with a Burt Reynolds-looking guy. All right. Secondly, uh, David Copperfield. How do we feel about David Copperfield? Let's go around the room. David Copperfield, what are your thoughts? They do have the best little warehouse in Texas, and I think he's a douche. Bastards. Okay. Is that because of the raping, allegedly? No, I just, I, I think of him, and I think of, like, unicorns and white tigers and big poofy hair and, like, crystal balls. Uh-uh. Excellent. Tim? I don't think of him at all. Okay. Ever. Scott, Scotty J., uh, what, is it, what are your thoughts on David Copperfield? What, what is the first word that comes to mind when I say David Copperfield, uh, famed illusionist? Magical rapist. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, I'd like to see that on the marquee. Here's a... <laughs> That's sort of a Doug Henning thing. There's always room for fun in the magical world of rape. Uh, the So, uh, okay, well, A, these are allegations. No, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's alleged. No, it's not that for... Excellent. Scotty's batting a thousand today. Watch these allegations magically disappear. Um... So, you know, the thing about David Copperfield is, I, David Copperfield is one of those guys that, like Sarah, I instinctively dislike for reasons that I could never explain. Wasn't he married to a supermodel? He's married to Claudia Schiffer, yeah. I think. I think I think he still is married to Claudia Schiffer. So I don't understand why I don't like David Copperfield. I just don't. Uh, there's there's something about him, and it's not that I don't like mu- uh, magicians. Um, you know, I'm not like a huge magic fan. Magicians are sort of in the same category as like jugglers to me. I just, you know, magic I can take or leave. A step uh, above a clown. What's that? A step above a well, clown. Well, there's sort of a, there's sort of a, yeah, it's, there's sort of a clown plus. Uh, like we have our friend Adam the Great. That guy's pretty amazing. I actually ran into him pretty recently at my father's place. I was at my father's place doing a was at work. Adam the Great comes by the table. Uh, he's a, one of those, he's a, you know, what they call a close up or a street ma- uh, magician in that he does, you know, he doesn't make the Statue of Liberty disappear. He just does small things. But, you know, he does the thing about, like, he'll shake your hand and then you realize your watch is gone. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, David Copperfield, I think the weird thing about David Copperfield is his tricks are so massive that they somehow become unimpressive to me. I, I, I think maybe that's what it is. I, the first David Copperfield special I remember watching was, literally, was that thing where he made the Statue of Liberty disappear. Except he did it at night, first of all, which is, like, much less impressive. I mean... Making the Statue of Liberty disappear when it's pitch black outside is somehow less impressive than if you were to do it when I could, you know, see it. So, I I mean, that's kind of like saying, if you wait until midnight, I will make the sun disappear. (laughs) I I mean, if I recall correctly, what he did is, and I may be remembering this wrong, But if I recall correctly, what he did is, during the day, when the Statue of Liberty was still visible, he rigged a bunch of giant curtains, like a huge shower curtain, around the Statue of Liberty, and then he waited until it was pitch black, and then he took the curtain down, and you couldn't see it. And he kind of went, huzzah! And, like, that was it. So, I also remember something where he walked through the Great Wall of China. See, even talking about it makes me mad at him. I don't know why. Well, F him. And David Blaine, too, while we're at it. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and Chris Angel. Maybe I do have a problem with magicians. Maybe I have some sort of a, some sort of issues I need to be working with uh, from my childhood. Okay, here's Tim Riley. Jennifer Aniston was spotted waving into the little people last night in Aloha on TV Highway. Uh, they were shooting scenes at a Taekwondo studio on TV Highway in Aloha. Fans cheered and waved as Aniston, who was wearing a thick jacket with a furry hood, was spotted climbing into an SUV. Uh, rumor has it the movie will be filmed at some other location in Portland as well. But for the most part, shooting is taking part in the uh, place in the small town of Madras. So, of course, the movie's going to fail. Do we know what the movie's called? Uh, it's called Man- Management. All right. Yeah, it's not going to be any good. Uh, five people were injured when a van rear-ended a TriMet bus early this morning in Northeast. It happened at the intersection of Northeast 112th and Sandy. Uh, shortly before the crash, the side view mirror on the bus got clipped, so the driver pulled over and activated four-way lights. While the bus was stopped, a van smacked into the back of it, and, and the bus only moved eight feet. Four TriMet passengers suffered what appeared to be minor injuries, and the driver of the van was seriously hurt. The bus had to be towed away. Uh, then the guy who uh, pulled his daughter around in an inner tube that was attached to the back of the pickup truck that slammed uh, into the, uh, the brick right. wall in the tube, and the yeah. kid died. Now, now the guy's been charged with uh, homicide. Uh, Peter Gecko is his name. And uh, apparently he was drinking and doing donuts. <laughs> I Great parenting can't skills. Really fantastic. Uh, I mean, that might rank for Father of the Year in Vancouver. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, so he was doing donuts and drinking and pouring drinks for himself and some other people before this happened. So that was that. A uh, Mukatillo, Washington woman was tricked into phone sex. The woman said a man claimed to have kidnapped your daughter in order to scare her into having phone sex with him. She complied. The man called her at work and said he would uh, uh, do unpleasant things to her daughter if she didn't have phone sex with him immediately. In the age of the Internet, is it really need uh, necessary to do things like this anymore? Isn't that the whole magical thing about the Internet is no matter if you're hideous or ugly or horrible or off-putting or stinky or smelly or short or foul, you can find somebody who will find you attractive for at least 10 or 12 minutes. It seems like if you can't harness that technology for... You know, this is Mulcatillo. Where is that at? North of Seattle. All right. Uh, so the woman complied and had phone sex with her at uh, this guy at work for 15 minutes and then asked to talk to her daughter. And that's when the men kind of giggled and hung up. The daughter was safe at school the whole time. Many bleachers at Por- two uh, Portland high schools could give way when packed with fans due to faulty welding work. Excellent. Uh, so they decided to condemn the bleachers at Madison High School. I condemn these high. bleachers. The bleachers hold uh, 45 to uh, 5,500 people when they're working properly, but they are not. Well, another cyclist has been hit by a car, but this time it's a cyclist's fault. Apparently, they didn't stop at the stop sign in the 4300 block of Marine Drive around 5 o'clock yesterday. And the car hit him. You know, yeah, you do that. That is why drivers hate you. That is why, you know, when, you know, Beck and I were talking about this. That's why people hate cyclists, because you get these guys who just decide that they want to go right through a red light. Yeah. I got cut off in traffic yesterday by a bicyclist. Uh, uh, and, he, and he flipped me off. I'm like, are you kidding me? And you're in the car? And I'm in the car. I was just driving home, and he cut across three lanes, just zipped through, went in front of my car. I almost hit him because I didn't see him. He just darted in, no arm signal or anything. And it's somehow your fault. And it's my fault. I slam on my brakes, and he flipped me off, and then. Uh. Like See, that's when you like, just pray really? for a garbage truck to come around the corner. You really do. I'm not above saying that. That's when I just pray to God that a little karma happens. And let me just say this. Uh, two things. A, um, here's another thing I'm sick of. Uh, no, 
Yes, Tim, what is that peculiar facial expression? Nothing. Uh, please continue. <laughs> you thinking of all ears. Are you thinking of an interesting limerick you heard earlier in the day? <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Um, no, Sarah's talking about the bicyclist cutting up. You know what else I could do without A, bicyclist cutting and weaving between lanes of traffic. B, guys on motorcycles doing the same thing. I was stuck in some horrible traffic a while back. Like, the two solid lanes completely stopped, and some dick on a motorcycle... Starts weaving and cutting between the lanes of traffic. You're honest. Yeah, they do that all the time. Oh, that just infuriates me. Because, look, you can make the case, I suppose, that a bicycle, even though you are beholden, legally speaking, a bicycle is beholden to the same laws that govern uh, cars. But I suppose you can make some sort of moral bargain with yourself if you're on a bicycle that, well, it's not really a motor vehicle and there's a very, you ought to be able to, you know, you jump up onto the sidewalk or go between whatever. If you're on a motorcycle, there is no, you cannot make that argument. If you're on a motorcycle, wait your goddamn turn and quit cutting between lines of parked cars. A motorcycle is just a little small car. doesn't mean you're allowed to sort of weave through and dodge and duck wherever it is you want to do. And lastly, speaking of this idiot bicyclist who apparently went, would you say, went right through a stop sign? Yeah. And this guy that cuts hair off the other day? Here's something that does not help the cause of bicyclists in Portland, by the way. You know, last Friday, uh, all of the bicyclists did that huge parade up Burnside because of, what's her name, the girl who got hit at the, the outside of Ringler's? Mm -hmm. So they had like 650 bicyclists. It started at 630, going up, and then they cut around, and then they went down 14th, and they basically simulated, they replicated her bike path. Uh, you know, it's just sort of an awareness of bicycles, and it's kind of a cool sort of creepy kind of beautiful thing in its own way, where they don't really speak, they just have their, their bells that they ring, and so it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a cool thing. Here's when it ceased to be a cool thing last Friday, is when all the bicyclists were going down 14th and they hit Burnside, and they all just rolled through a goddamn red light. It, it's not seeing the irony at all. I mean, they're there at the intersection where the girl got killed. And the light turns red, and then the roll, the bicycle just continues to roll on through. And I think at one point the cops actually had to intervene to stop them because they didn't, it didn't seem to bother them that the light was red. And so the, the bicycles, one bicycle after another, rolling right through a red light, which does not really help your cause in the eyes of most people driving vehicles at that time. Jesus God. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick, uh, Tim, and Scotty. It's Mailman Brian out in the Grove, just uh, doing doing the Lord's work and delivering the mail for the people. Hello, Good sir. for you. Hey, well, thank you very much. Uh, a horse, of course. Is that is that the joke you were going to go with, Rick? Well, uh, when Tim said a horse, uh, blah, 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 I was going to do a horse, you know, a horse, a horse, but then I realized I was, I was, conf I was conflating two jokes. I was conflating the Mr. Ed theme song and right. the a doe, a deer, a female deer. And I just, oh. in my head, I morphed them into one sort of island of Dr. Moreau joke, and it didn't really work. And as we backed up to take a second run through it, I realized that I was just wasting valuable moments in Tim's life. I'm wasting valuable moments. Uh, well, there is another joke to be had out of that, you know. But... That's okay. Well, you know, why the long face? Never mind. Uh, uh -huh. Well, I just wanted to call and say uh, goodbye to Scotty, and uh, I, I, we, we will all miss his ice. That's for sure. Yes, we will. Thank you, my friend. That, that's there you go. All right. He's one. Of, he's a real mailman, by the way. He's not one of those fake uh, postal. I have a fake mailman. Now, see, you should call the postal service and demand that they give you a real mail. You should tell them you will not accept mail until they send you a real postal carrier. I was talking to uh, to Justin, a uh, good friend, Sarah's ex. The other, you know, he's a postal carrier. And we were, mm -hmm. and I, and I, and he, I think it had a few. And I asked him. I said, so what about those fake ma mail carriers? And he just f those guys. And he was all angry about it, as am I. Mm -hmm. So some guy in Bermuda shorts and you know, like a Budweiser shirt, tries to deliver the mail. Hard to your 
sign that says mail in an old beat-up station wagon. <laughs> the L is backward. Yeah. Um, just, just tell them to get Ben. Tell them you want a real mailman. Hello, sir or madam, as the case may be. Hey, Rick and Sarah. Scotty. Hello. Hey, uh, uh, David Copperfield, I yeah. don't like that guy. He yep. owes me money. Okay. You there, Rick? Yeah, we're right here, sir. <laughs> yeah, well, he uh, owes me a refund for this really bad show that I saw where he... I, I had to go because it sounded unbelievable. He was going to have a seance and be like ghosts flying around. Right. This, this arena. So I went, and at the the height of the show where he, he did a seance, it was clearly like these lights wrapped in sheets with like black lights everywhere, just flipping and flopping through the through the uh, you know through the arena. So you feel terrible. that he he executed the illusion poorly? Oh, he he robbed me. <laughs> he just completely robbed me. You so should go I, rob him too. So I hope that guy goes down for whatever he did or allegedly did. How much were the tickets worth? How much? Did you, how much money oh, did you spend on this? Forty dollars each. I love yeah. the idea. I love the idea that because for forty dollars you you just are rooting for his life to be destroyed. Don't get me wrong. We're in favor of that kind of thing. Disproportionate grudge holding is what this program is all about. I just think it's great. And, and you know, what, are you are you doing iron forgery in the background or something? Are you making a dishes. making uh, a sword? No, actually, um, I'm stocking Viso. Really? Yes. Where at? Uh, Three Brothers Market on Burnside and Six. Excellent. Now, can I? Now, is it? Uh, do you work at the market or do you work for a distributor? I work for a distributor. Uh, excellent. Well, th- well, th- congratulations, sir, for being associated with such a fine product. Yes. So you are the you are the greatest of all things here. You're a Rick Emerson listener. You're a de- you know you're a delivery guy and you're stocking Viso. <laughs> Fantastic. You're the best person who's ever lived, my friend. Gonna miss you, Scotty. All right. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Here's Tim Riley of the Ministry of Truth. More breaking horse news. So apparently, two of the horse's legs have fallen through this bridge, and the horse is dangling Ugh. above the water. Now, is this the horse? The horse? Do we know the horse is injured, or is it just the horse is injured? Well, you would be injured too if your your legs fell. Well, but I thought bridge. I was thinking maybe the, one of the planks would give way, and the horse, um, you know, the legs go down, but then the torso sort of just you know stops it. In other words, yeah. I didn't know if the legs, if, you know, it's, it's just the leg. legs are hanged out. So a veterinarian is at the scene and will be tranquilizing the horse, and then they will get the horse out. All right. This is uh, the 8300 block of Lone Elder Road and Barlow Road. Oh. And Bar- it's it's close to the famous Barlow Pump. And let me let me. It is if you go up there. <laughs> what's she, what's she look like? Tour the famous Barlow Pump, <laughs> and the sign in the other direction is Buttville. Really? Yes. If you go to Canby, go to 99E, you will see a sign directing you. I'm going to go find the Barlow pump and or, take her right to Buttville. Or, no, Buttville's in the other direction. <laughs> One side of the sign is Butlow. I mean, Buttville. <laughs> Buttville. You go to your left. You go to your right to visit the famous Barlow pump. It's it's the historic Barlow pump. <laughs> what, you think I'm making this up? I've been there on numerous occasions. <laughs> so either visit the, the Barlow pump. Or go to Buttville or do both on the same day. Okay. People know I'm not making this stuff up. There's just nothing I can add to that. And that is the same area where the horse, two of its legs anyway, have fallen through a bridge. Not the horse, the horse. Horse. There are no whores near the Barlow pump or in Buttville. Mm -hmm. There is no joy in Buttville. All right. You'll see the sign if you go down 99E. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't even remember what I was talking about before we started discussing the Barlow pump. Um, oh, no, I was going to say this. I don't mean to be, to be a big downer about this, but you know what? Here's a phrase I could do without, when, and it's always, uh, it's always when they're talking about 
like some pit bull that's eating a baby or something like this poor horse, and I hope the horse isn't that injured, but they always say, the animal had to be destroyed. It, that's an un, it doesn't seem like that's an unnecessarily aggressive phrase to yes. use. Can't you just say, look, the animal had to be put to sleep? Mm-hmm. You know, and again, I'm not trying to make light of it. You know, if, you, if the horse, because I know the deal with the, 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 the horses, their legs don't heal well because they sleep standing up and whatever. And so if the horse has to be put, you know, th- down, you just say the horse was taken and put to sleep. Just I'm not trying to be all namby-pamby PC about it, but just afraid the animal had to be destroyed. I mean, really, destroying is something you do to, uh, you know, to the village of Bremen when you're going on a bombing run. It mm-hmm. seems like we could just find a gentler phrase to use there. It's just very off-putting. Well, they're trying to help the horse right now. All right. The Barlow Pump. All right. The historic Barlow Pump. That's what the sign says. Really? Yes. Okay. Well, we had, we had a town pump. Uh-huh. Name is Tina. They're always named Tina. Tina or Lacey. Or Crystal. <laughs> Tammy. All right, here's uh, Crystal with a K. Here's Tim Riley. Well, let's talk about uh, pa- uh, parrot heroes. Yes, it was a parrot that boiled a crime in Texas that ended with a tragic result. Dennis Baker shot and killed an intruder early Tuesday morning when his pa- parrot Salvador alerted him to the trespasser. Salvador? Yes. That's the Sa- best name for a parrot. Salvador saved the day. This man walked past the windows. Well, Salvador saw him, and he started telling him, hello, hello. He's never started hollering hello in the middle of the night. I looked over at my monitor that I set up with surveillance cameras, and I saw this person going into my garage. This story is useless if we don't have the parrot talking. Mm -hmm. Do we have the parrot talking? No. Okay. But it is from (laughs) Texas. He didn't want to take a chance the rapper would hurt him and took out his gun. I could see a silhouette, and, of course, in my garage there's a lot of tools that could be weapons, and uh, he made a, a movement toward the front of the garage, and, and uh, I shot him. What, what is the nature of this accent? Where is this? Texas. It doesn't sound like it's a Texas accent, like a pure Texas accent. It sounds like it's Texas crossed with something else, something far worse. Mm-hmm. I... Uh, are you kidding me that they sent... Who is this? The Metro News? Yes. Are you kidding me that Metro went to cover a story? They went there with a microphone to obtain sound or actualities, as we say in the radio industry. And in a, did not interview the parrot. In a story where the only hook, the only thing that makes you care about the story mm. is the fact that the parrot started going, rah, 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 or whatever, and <laughs> warning the guy of an intruder, and they didn't get parrot sound? No. Well, that's just stupid. I demand parrot noise. I demand it right now. That just doesn't make any sense. What did the parrot say? Did the parrot just squeal or did the parrot say something? Uh, the parrot said, hello, hello, hello. Oh, that's creepy. All right. Well, let me look here and see. You know, parrots and their ability, I mean, I know they don't really understand what they're saying, but that is really bizarre. We played the footage on the show that time of that, 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 that bird that lives in the rainforest that can make the sound of like, a, like an automatic camera and a car alarm. It can mimic just all kinds of weird sounds. There's something really weird about that. The fact that a, a parrot, because am I wrong? Because parrots are the only, those birds are the only creatures that can mimic human speech, I think. I don't think dolphins or anything can do it. No. How do they even do that? I don't even, never, never mind. Don't call about it. I can never, I'll never, I'm interested in learning. I can never understand it. It's, my brain will never be able to We need an it. animal expert on here. I cannot believe. Like Joan Embry of the San Diego Zoo. I was just going to say Joan Embry of the San Diego Zoo. You know, I had kind of a crush on her when I was a kid. Everybody did. She was just, she was, you know, and when I finally toured the San Diego Zoo in like 98, I kind of, I, I, I wanted to go, is Joan Embry here? But I didn't because I figure everybody asks that and B, probably she was dead or something. But I, 
Growing up, I did have a little low-grade crush on Jean Embry because she just seemed so... She was hot, first of all, and she was funny, and she was smart, and she had access to great animals, uh, and she would bring... And she and she wouldn't bring just, like, cutesy, cuddly animals into the Carson show, either. It wasn't just uh-huh, like... She is still alive. She still serves as Goodwill Ambassador for the Zoological Society of San Diego. That includes... The San Diego Zoo. The San Diego Wild Animal Park also. The so, next time I go to San Diego, I'm going to go meet Joan Embry. The, so, uh, yeah. Because she would come on Carson, and, you know, she would bring some of the cute cuddly, like she'd bring a koala or whatever. But then she would also bring, like, Johnny would say, and what's this? And she'd say, well, this is a Gila monster. It'll drink your blood. And it would, and she would, be, she would have uh, some, she would hand Johnny some animal with huge razor-sharp claws and fangs mm-hmm. that would inevitably then pee on his head. That was always the, the, the end result of all animal experiences on the Carson show was the animal uh, just taking a load uh, right, on, right on Johnny's scalp. So... Good times. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, Rick. Hey, I love hey that, uh, you. Love that uh, Texas story, that, that guy who guy moved towards the door. And no parrot. <laughs> no parrot sounds. Completely uh, pointless. Laughed harder than any other news story. Hey, um, uh, fun facts about motorcycle driving and lane splitting. Down in California, it's legal to uh, zoom down the freeway uh, going between cars. Hey, guess where we don't live? Hey, we don't live in California. That's right. Thank God. Yes. No. So the people come here and they think. I mean, if you're if you're a motorcycle, wait your turn like everybody else. If you are able to keep up with traffic, uh, you are not allowed to cut between rows of parked cars. Whole thing infuriates me. Um, I I did that once. Uh, I was in college and after a football game, my lane split. Traffic was backed up and uh, I laughed at everybody. It felt good though. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. All right, here's Tim Riley. All right. <laughs> Have you just been lulled into a sleep by that last caller? I, I, is my pot up? <laughs> oh, it is. Yes. Hmm. I wonder what's going on here. Well, I had something I was going to play. These are orangutans, and this is really a very special occasion to have twins. These are twins. And they are. What show is this? I can't. Is it Carson? Yeah. Okay, so there's this, there is this orangutan. I laugh at your face. It's a very sweet face. This orangutan with its arms around Johnny Carson, dressed up in a little suit. And can, he, can he see me? Oh, Ed McMahon's an orangutan, too. Oh, sure. And he'll laugh. If you laugh at him, he'll usually laugh. Can he laugh You can't really appreciate this, but if you, what did you search to find that? I just went on uh, YouTube, well, and it's under Joan Embry. So the look up one. Joan Embry, E-M-B-R-Y, and it's just the shot of just Carson holding this orangutan and just mm-hmm. with looking at him with like the blankest most. And the, the thing about those creatures is they just look so human. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of, it, it sort of it sort of looks like he's holding a baby in a weird way because they do kind of have such human features in many ways. And so it, 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 it is like he's holding a baby who is completely unamused by him and also covered in fur. So that's great. God, I miss Johnny Carson. 
Um, you know, I'm going to go home and watch that Johnny Carson. There's no day that goes by that you don't say that you miss Johnny Carson. That's everybody true. Johnny. No, everybody. And I know that it's, it's not really a thing you Nobody ever watch. Nobody will ever hear, have a share of the late night audience like that ever, no, ever no, again. Never going to happen. Uh, and that's A, because the proliferation of channels and alternatives in media. And B, because Carson... Uh, well, he's an, uh, you know, he's he, an American master. He broke the mold. Yeah, America, that's, t- that's exactly what it is. He is the best that there ever was at that, and the best there ever will be, because, and I'm not and I'm not some, like, everything was better when I was growing up kind of a guy, because a lot of things when I was growing up were crap, but the thing about Carson is, the what, the reason you can say that, that he's the best, that there will never be anybody like him, is because every single person who does that now just steals from him, right? because he created, that's the thing about getting there first, you know, when you get there first, everybody else just is, like, picking up your scraps for the rest of, for the rest of creation, so... All right. Uh, well, let's do like two calls, and then we'll. Um... Are these people calling about Buttville? See, there is such a place. Maybe they live there. Scotty. Maybe it's their chamber of commerce. <laughs> Imagine working for the Buttville Chamber of Commerce. Bring the family. Uh, let's all go visit the town pump. Uh, no, I don't want to take calls about Buttville, Scotty. I'm torn between wanting to do what Scotty suggested. Maybe you can learn something about taking calls from Buttville. <laughs> what would I possibly learn? You'll find out if you take them. Who wants to hear about Buttville? Come on. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, Rick. Hello. Hi. Hey, Rick. It's not Buttville. It's Butteville. How's it spelled? B-U-T-T-E-V-I-L-L-E. Buttville. That's Buttville. Buttville. No. no. It's a historic town. Anyway, the big me, news hold is... On, hold on, hold on. Let me, let, let, me, let, me st- let me stop you. Um, how do you spell butane? How do you spell what? How do you spell butane, like a butane lighter? B-U-T-A-N-E. Right. How many T's are in that? One. How many T's are in Buttville? Two, but it's French. It's spelled... It's Buttville. Buttville. It's Buttville. What else did you have to say, sir? I you were born there, weren't you? I, yeah. I live in Canby, yes. Of course. Well, of course. Nobody wants to admit they live in a town called Buttville. That's like my, I, that's like I my dad who used to work with that guy whose last name is D-E-A-T-H. And he would, he would, you'd say, hey, John Death. And he'd go, no, 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 it's Death. Well, it sounds like a joke, but it sounds like a Frankenstein thing. But he would, you'd say, hey, this is my friend Mr. Death. And he'd go, yeah, it's Death. but it's Buttville. But I just left the horse thing. I was just over there at Lone Elder and Barlow Road. And? The horse is okay. All right, well, there you go. See, so the call ends on a good note. Excellent. <laughs> they, uh, they, yeah, they really had a big technical thing. The horse actually worked its way out of the hole. Yeah, see, horses are smart creatures. Well, that's yeah, good. So I just wanted everybody to know that the horse uh, didn't meet its god today and uh, that everything's all right out there. Oh, Buttville is considered a ghost town. <laughs> no, Buttville is Buttville. You just called it Buttville. Butteville has a store and about 50 people it in it. It has a general store. Is this what counts for 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 Metropolis now? You it has a store. Well, Butteville used to be the biggest community in in Oregon back in the 1850s, and it was right next to Charbonneau, where our wonderful state became a state. Is this what you're holding on to? That 150 years ago, somebody bought something there. Well, no, you guys are always so uh, commanding about your language, yes. and I just wanted you to know the right word. It's Buttville. Buttville. Bye. <laughs> Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Uh, oh, wait, I guess you're not. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's Buttville. That is Buttville. All right. 
Let's take a break here. We'll come back after this. More of Tim Riley later on. The top five. Jim Roop, Aaron Geek in the city. Duran and Scotty J's last day continues. You stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Don't go anywhere. Pays to know people. Yes, it does. It's hilarious. Uh, Aaron says uh, Susanville gets some of its water from Butt Lake. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I myself enjoy drinking out of Butt Lake now and again. Uh, Rick, does this mean that my favorite? Does this mean that my favorite beer is Black Butt Porter? Yes, it does, sir. All right. Uh, it's 503-733-2970. Thank you for coming along. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program as we bid farewell to Scotty J. Coming up later on, uh, Jim Roop will join us. Also, Aaron Geek in the City Duran with a review of 30 Days of Night, which certainly, even if it's not all that great, which I hear it is, I hear it's fantastic. Even if it's not, it's certainly going to be better than that uh, the I Am Legend uh, the movie that they're shooting right now, which looks like it's just going to be, looks like it's going to be excruciatingly unpleasant. So, uh, this is... Uh, here? No, no, it's oh. going to be unpleasant despite the fact that it's not filmed here. Don't get, uh, I Am Legend, it's just wrong guy, wrong project, wrong sort of vibe. Uh, I Am Legend is a post-apocalyptic vampire novel uh, written, uh, God, I think it must be 50 years ago now. It must be, by Richard Matheson. Um, sort of last man on Earth, uh, one guy and like 50 billion vampires, and he's the last man on Earth fronting off vampires. And it's a Richard Matheson novel that um, was in the works forever and ever and ever, and they're filming it now with Will Smith. And Will Smith can be, he's certainly got charisma and he's a talented actor. He can actually do a really good job. But uh, in Independence Day, that was an Oscar winning performance, I thought. You're just screwing with me. It's one of the things where you ask me a question just so you could just so you can make an Independence Day joke. This is like a chess game. You saw the opportunity four moves down to take the uh, Independence Day to, to Rook Pawn 5. And that's what you've done. Anyway, so it, it's probably not going to be any good. But the 30 days a night apparently is great. Here's Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. A woman in South Carolina claimed to have hit a giraffe. Emergency officials in Charleston County received a call yesterday morning from a woman who claimed she just hit a giraffe. The woman told the 911 lady that her car had been sideswiped by the animal when she was driving along a nearby highway. Charleston County 911, I'll be the one. Location of emergency. Um, probably at 174. What's wrong? I hit, uh, I guess a giraffe. <laughs> giraffe? Mm-hmm. I assume it wasn't bigger than a horse. You had a giraffe? Yes, the 911 caller asked if she's sure that she hit a giraffe. There were two of them in the road. Okay, you hit a deer or a giraffe or? A giraffe. No, I know a deer looked and I know a horse, but it was two bigger animals, way bigger than a horse would be. Okay. <laughs> she tells 911 that both giraffes ran off. Are they gone? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you don't know if they are dead or injured or anything? No, I'm not too sure. Okay. I, 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 I guess one of them. Where was this? South Carolina. She didn't hit a giraffe. She did they, claims they, did they, they find a giraffe there, there, injured anywhere? No, and there were two giraffes, not just one. Uh-huh. Okay. What do you what do you suppose the odds are that she doesn't really know what a giraffe looks like? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, this is South Carolina. I mean, really, honestly. Charleston County, South Carolina. Just be honest. It could be the butt pill of South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where... 
I mean, I only have like a tenuous grasp of zoology as it relates to geography, but really, come on now. Uh, Scotty, I'm looking at the screen. Are these all going to be Buttville calls? And and when I say that, I think you touched the nerve. Are they? I've touched a Buttville. Touched are a, they angry Buttville natives? Are they? Are these all going to be people uh, correcting me on the pronunciation of Buttville? You screened the... Yeah, I understand that. Okay, fine. Fine. Never mind. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Hello. Yeah, hi, Rick. Um, and uh, goodbye to Scotty and all that. Uh, <laughs> that sounded, sounded very sort of uh, token. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Um, so I Am Legend was already a movie once called Omega Man right. starring... Charlton oh, Heston. Okay. No. It, yes. Yes, yeah. Charlton Heston. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if you were aware. And I can't remember if it was any good or not, but uh, it couldn't much worse than the new version of I mean, Megan, I would imagine. Omega Man, I remember seeing, but I don't remember feeling one way or the other about it, so I guess maybe it was... And if it was if it was based on I Am Legend, why did they call it Omega Man? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think... Yeah, and I think they went back to the original title, because now, uh, you know, Omega Man, I don't know, it kind of has bad connotations, I think. Uh, you know, the Alpha and the Omega and all that. Maybe. But, uh, uh, I Am Legend is a great novel, though. I mean, it is... It is I, I hate you... Pardon, no, pardon the pun, but it is a legendary book. It's it's it, uh, it's considered one of the towering works uh, of that genre of you know the, the sort of sci-fi, fantasy, supernatural horror, whatever. Um, and it's, again, I don't dislike Will Smith. He just seems like the wrong guy for this. He j- really does. And I've seen some of the shots. And first of all, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I don't think it's been a long time since I've read it. But I don't think I Am Legend takes place in Manhattan. Um, maybe I, think of Iron Eagle. <laughs> I think I'm always thinking of Iron Eagle, Tim. Um, you're coming up on Devil's Face. It's where Jimmy Branson bought it. I am. Uh, I, so I, maybe I'm wrong, and I don't want to turn this into a whole discussion of a Richard Matheson book that's 55 years old. But I'm pretty sure that I Am Legend does not take place uh, in Manhattan. Uh, so yeah, but, and I don't think it had any snappy one-liners no. like "Welcome to Earth." Welcome to Earth, you vampire! All right, blood sucker. All right, all right. Thank Bye, you. Bye now. All right, there you go. Well, it'll either be good or not. Doesn't really matter. Here's uh, Tim Riley. Say, let's talk about that uh, that superbug that's sweeping the schools of America, killing children. Uh, you know, can I just tell you this? Uh, that uh, Susan Reynolds' daughter, Lucy, is here today. And uh, she was here yesterday, too. And oh, the one that beat Scotty J in the spelling bee? Exactly. Well remembered. And so I was actually wondering if it was because of that, because I guess there's some weird antibiotic-resistant staph infection that is just uh, is covering our nation's schools like some sort of weird Captain Trips-esque plague. So anyway, this is going around everywhere, uh, and there are cases of the drug-resistant MRSA infection recorded across this great land. These are staph bacteria that have caused infections that are not very easily treatable with antibiotics. Uh, Lucy of the Virginia Health Department explains the warning signs of staph. Symptoms of these sorts of infections include redness. Perhaps the wound will feel warm. It could look wet or have pus. It's a wound that does not heal. Jesus. Okay. How may we stop the spread of this terrible disease? People need to do all they can to prevent infections in the first place. And that comes down to a lot of common sense practices when you deal with hygiene and we deal with hand washing. Go wash your hands. Filled with pus. I wish I knew how to quit you. Please, my kiss be on the mouth. Please let me. 
Good morning, Matoli. You know, every time I play this sounder, it's one one closer to the last time I ever oh, played that sounder. Oh, don't say that. Scotty, let me ask you this. Now, this is your last day. You've already you've got two hours and seven minutes left. How do you feel about that? Are you are you feeling? Are you looking forward to your new job, or you or you? Let me ask you this. Which emotion is stronger, the sadness for leaving this position, or the excitement about your new exciting career? Well, let me start out by saying hello, Nahalem. Uh, how are you, Rick? Uh, I feel kind of bummed. Hateful. You are bummed. It's a what? Hateful? Yeah. <laughs> I feel hateful. Filled with a white hot loathing. <laughs> and I hate Buttville. Okay. Oh, here's the, oh, here's hello, the, gra- Buttville. Here's the grave of the founder of the Buttville. <laughs> Matthew? Francois Xavier Mathieu. Captain Butt Mathieu. All right. Um, before we do anything else here, Scotty, these calls on, are these people correcting the pronunciation of Buttville? I tried to do a little joke for you about it. Maybe I should save it and not sporber it out on you. Why don't we what start with you joke, answering, the, answering the question here? What are these? All right. I screened them, but dot, dot, dot. Here's one of the merchants of Buttville. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Look at that guy. He flat out looks like he belongs there. You know, you can picture him saying, I won't leave Mount St. Helens, not exactly. ever. Pepperidge Farm, remember. Get off my mountain. <laughs> All right. So. Let me ask you again, Scotty. Are these uh, people calling to correct my pronunciation of Buttville? Yes. Okay, we're not going to take those calls. Okay. We've kind of we've beaten down. I think we've taken the joke. It of, was an important trading center and shipping point for well, the Willamette River until about 1900. <laughs> it suffered many devastating floods over the years and has wiped out whole settlements. You're making an ass out of my city. Hmm. I don't even have the cricket noise anymore. I don't even know where it went. <laughs> Scotty hit the crickets. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the thing. I don't even have the cricket. Even if I wanted to play the it's cricket somewhere. sound, I don't. Yeah, well, everything is somewhere. That's no answer. What kind of logic? Never mind. I uh, tried to clean house for it. Somewhere. It didn't help, apparently. No, Scotty, it didn't. It's, it's nice to try to clean by hiding all the sound. <laughs> hiding. No, Scotty, really, honestly. They aren't hidden. Seriously, Scotty, and people don't know this, that Scotty comes in sometimes, and he goes, we have uh, a computer, we have a drive here, a whole network drive, the, the, the V drive, um, and there are probably, no exaggeration, probably a thousand folders in this drive between us and the other radio stations, and folders and subfolders. There are probably... I would guess a thousand different folders. It is not an exaggeration, and of course you you know they're all alphabetical and whatever. But the thing is, in our our show alone, we probably have two hundred different folders for various things. And like a lot of people, you know, I have my own sort of weird system of chaos in my head where it, where it doesn't look like things are categorized according to any rhyme or reason, but in my head it all makes sense. And Scotty comes in probably once a week and decides that he's going to make it easy to find things by reorganizing everything, moving things, and then not telling anybody. I know how this sounds. I, it, 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 here's what it sounds like. Because I can't find the goddamn cricket noise. So It's got to be in the RES, and I didn't touch it, by the way. Uh-huh. All right. So let me ask you this. Okay. This, uh, this job you're taking on the 29th. <laughs> now, let me ask you, if I were to ask you right now, on a scale of 1 to 10, and I ask you, please, in advance, to not spore at all during this conversation. On a scale of 1 to 10, so how sure are you? On a scale of 1 to 10, how sure are you that you're going to start that job on the 29th? Up a 9. Now, why isn't it a 10? Because it's so close to Halloween, but yeah. I may what be start, I may be, okay, another what reason. What does that have to do with anything? Another reason. I may be starting on the 27th. Has I he said, rented the office yet? The 27th is a Saturday. Well, whatever. I'm just making a point that I might go in a little early next week. 
Because I'm, you know, I like to know my surroundings. I like to get things organized. Well, you don't have anything else to do. <laughs> really, it depends on my garage. Otherwise, right? it's just you sitting at home with your wife and drinking yourself into a coma. No, she works every day, so she's out there pounding the pavement, selling homes, or trying or to. Or not. Well, it's, um, times are busy, or tough, or, rather. Or not at all busy. <laughs> not busy at all in any you way. You actually have to work harder now in, if you want to stay in that industry than ever, ever, ever before. Let me ask you this. Ever, ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> you do. Hell, and you got to either the wheat can quit or, you know. Yes, the wheat can going. quit, can't they, yes, Scotty? Yes, the wheat do quit. Oh, we already knew the that. The wheat can. The are not quitters. <laughs> <laughs> well. We're not quitters. We're survivors. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, you're survivors in your six hundred thousand dollar home. Yeah, you're barely. We will go on to have many more J's. Yes, way to way to barely hold on by your fingertips in your six hundred thousand dollar house. Way to really way to really hang on. in your bathroom this morning? But that's not an expensive home as compared to others. Hanging on by your teeth. My home is like the cheapest home in the neighborhood. Right, it's more of a modest home. You know, very modest. You're not allowed to have Tim anymore. I was just going to say, do you guys somehow like guys go out together on like so? dates that we're not invited to or something. You know what Tim is like? Tim is like uh, my savior. Tim is like Michael Corleone's mob lawyer who sits next to him when he's testifying in front of Congress. And every time they try to pin Michael Corleone down, the lawyer steps in and goes, no, uh, my client is not obligated to answer that. He runs an olive oil importing company. And I reject this line of questioning, Senator. Thank you very much. You are the Tom Hagen. He was always there saving me, so I appreciate that. We can't pin down anything on him. So you might have a job that starts on the 29th. Oh. You might have, have a you paycheck. Have you signed paperwork with this company? This. Have you signed paperwork? No. That needs to happen. You know, because this is a reality. I mean, this is really your last day. No, just a day. moment. You're we really were here for an entire year without signing any paperwork. Right. This is, thank you. <laughs> and yes, I am innocent. Yeah, but you uh, anyway. <laughs> you had a key. <laughs> All right, so. You need a picture of this So guy. you have, uh, so. So does this business have a name? It does. Well, and we'll get to that. We'll work up to the actual revelation of, of what it is you're we doing. Can't let I don't even use this, Rick. You've got to stay focused. I, I don't even really know. Stay focused. So it's called Hoover. <laughs> we we do would suck. You, would you like to see the dirt that is living in your carpet right now, ma'am? My name is Scott, <laughs> and I represent a company. In Are you to cut a penny with a beer? My name is Scott. I used to be on the radio. <laughs> what are you doing? What was that? You told me not to sport, but I used to be addicted to crack. And I'm not. Don't 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 try to. Is your new job going to require you to try to be funny? I weep for all of us if that's the case. You know, I have a little bit of, you know, humor in every day of my life. So, uh, you know, if the moment arises where I need to be funny to close a deal, so be it. (laughs) So lift that weight, Scotty. So you have a paycheck. Are you going to be signing like like paperwork to be an employee? Mm-hmm. When when do you did he, suppose? Did he print out paperwork? It's just a guy do, and his wife. Do you have paperwork waiting to be signed? Do you have it? Uh, it's been drawn. Have you seen it? I've seen the computer version. It hasn't been printed yet. So his wife is sitting in front of Microsoft I Word. I spell some of the words on it. See, his wife is sitting there uh, typing out something that she'll print out in her dot matrix printer in their garage. <laughs> which you will then sign. That is so out. And, but we you better hope a, that their marriage is stable, because we, if it yeah. isn't, you're going up and We smoke. do use a green screen computer. That's, that's, okay, here's a question. So Sarah raises a good point. So you are going to work for a man and his wife. I'm going to work for the man. What happens, He's working with them, Rick. What yeah. happens if that's they... That's right, and I appreciate you clarifying that, Sarah. What happens if they split up? Uh, you know, what happens in any business venture when, when you... I'm not talking about any business venture. I'm saying if you're going to work for a married couple, what happens if they split up? 
Uh, that's that's totally their business. It'll never happen. That I knock on wood or no, pray to God not. or whatever you do. But yeah, um, if it happened, I mean, uh, that, that's the thing. Is, do you feel good about this decision, Scotty? I, let's put it this way: I feel horrific, and don't make me spell that. Let's put it that way. Yes. <laughs> let's really let's really parse things and be vague. You feel horrific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I feel bad that I have to, you know, courses was my dream. It's been my dream since before high school. It was my dream when I was, when I was, let me put it this way, when I was like 10 years old, maybe a little younger, I'd sit in my room with a cassette player and the turntable playing and, you know, do mock DJ air check things and yeah. just listen to them, you know. So I've always had a passion for radio. Um, and it's sad that I have to do something else, but everything in life is temporary, you know. You know, maybe I can, you know, buy a radio station someday after this venture goes with, through. With your 49% of this company. <laughs> yes. Don't get me wrong. We're not, I'm not begrudging you. In five years. I'm not, I'm not begrudging <laughs> you. I'm not begrudging you the need to go do something else for a career. No one, a man has to do what a man has to do. I'm simply curious about this sort of vague, sort of smoky, misty, amorphous <laughs> firm that you're going to work for. The firm. Is the firm in operation now? Yes. The firm is in existence? Yes. How yeah. long Does have, it have a website? About a year, year and a half, yes. How long have they been in business? About a year, year and a half. About a year, a year and a half. And so... And, and so, I was asked back then while I was still in college if I wanted to do it, and I said, no way, I'm chasing the dream. Okay. So they. <laughs> so there's two people... Uh, have they had any person, other person? Basically, the 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 wife is is there as a skirt uh, part owner slash. Is she the secretary? Uh, <laughs> no, not necessarily. I wouldn't ever say that. She's more like you know on the bill end, billing. You know, kind of oversees you know what's going on as far as timesheets that type of thing. Time so there's time there's one employee. The only, <laughs> that sounds like a real hiring. Sounds like a real brain know, buster of a job we're gonna, there. We're going to hire. This is where my sales comes in. We close some deals. We hire some people. Close some deals. Hire some people. Buy a radio station. Close some deals. Hire some people. So do you have a product that you're selling that's going to be in this magical office with you? Are you selling a physical product? I'm selling radio knowledge. Are you selling, I'm actually going to write a book. Are you selling an actual thing? A physical, a physical, tangible good. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> Dude, hard to classify. You are so effed. It's hard to classify. You, okay, well, we need to just reveal now. There's only we only have 55 minutes, or an hour and 55 <laughs> well, minutes left of Scott. Here's, so here's what we should do. Uh, we don't have to break here, but we should take these calls, do a few more stories, and then we'll end this segment later on here on KCMD Portland. We'll take one final bank of questions from the audience about this, and then we'll reveal it here at the bottom of the hour. Okay. You can just stay in here. Hi, uh, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Please don't be calling to correct me in the spelling of Buttville. If you are, hang up now without saying a word. Okay, fine. I won't. Hey, uh, Scotty, uh, he was in uh, temporary personnel before, so he's probably selling uh, uh, labor uh, contracts. Well, this was my this was my my theory actually uh, that, that he was actually either working for like and again an express personnel uh, or and I don't even know if they're still in business theory or thesis. This was anyway, uh, or that he was working for one of those temporary like labor day for a job places, you know, which is sort of the uh, which is sort of the legally uh, that's sort of the I have legal citizenship version of waiting for the truck to come by the corner in the morning. Well, yeah. Yeah, but you know, it, it's still a you know if he's if he's selling that, it's still a non-tangible asset. So. Yeah, I suppose. All right, thank you, sir. All right, here's Tim Riley, the Ministry of Truth.
Well, let's talk about a little girl and the dog that was taken away from her, shall we? This yeah. has been in the news. The little girl, Ellen DeGeneres, gave her adopted dog to is speaking out. The tears flowed after an animal rescue shelter called Mutts and Moms took away the dog named Iggy that Ellen gave to her hairdresser's daughter. Iggy's former owner, Ruby, says it's unfair that the owner of Mutts and Moms took away her dog. I think they should reconsider their adoption process for Iggy because I really, really want Iggy back so badly, and I don't think it's fair that they just came in and took my dog. I am your father. Cry. Now that's good. She's totally got a weird voice of the Sith going on there. Mm-hmm. She can search your feelings. You know it to be true. Now, then we have Comcast actively interfering with attempts by some of its high-speed Internet subscribers to share files online. (laughs) A move that runs counter to the tradition of treating all types of net traffic equally. Now, it's interesting because there is uh, first I first read about this on Dig.com a couple of weeks ago where they were saying that uh, Comcast uh, was throttling... Uh, or, or, or um, artificially choking down the amount of bandwidth they would give yeah. you if you were running certain file-sharing applications. Comcast then put out a statement where they flatly denied it. Mm-hmm. They flatly denied that they were throttling bandwidth. And basically, when you're sharing any kind of file or doing any sort of file transfer, legal or otherwise, um, there is your download rate, and then your, your, there is your upload rate. So if you are downloading, let's say, the new Radiohead album in a legal sense, there's the rate at which it d- downloads onto your computer, and then there is the rate at which you are uploading it to other people on the net. And Comcast flatly denied uh, that they were throttling the upload bandwidth. But this story now says that they are. Well, let's throw something out there. What if you're subscribing to something like Rhapsody? How could they tell the difference between your subscription service and if you're doing it illegally? You're still sharing. Well, it has nothing, but see, they don't even know what you're downloading. It's simply that if you are uploading too much bandwidth, this story claims, I think, Mm -hmm. of any kind of data, uh, that they are actually throttling it, which I think is a violation of their terms of service. So uh, Comcast uh, subscriber Rob Topolsky, who discovered the blockade earlier this year and traced it to recent packets, pointed out that a Canadian company called Sandvine sells equipment that promises to save bandwidth. And according to Comcast, quote, uh, we really disclose our vendors and our processors for operating our network for competitive reasons, and we protect our network against abuse. Meanwhile, our... She was... <laughs> How you doing over there? The same story printed twice. Okay. Uh, and I almost began to read it. I'll just sit right here. A woman is fined for having a hammer fit at a Comcast office. Hammer? She's I barely knew her. Sorry, I'm sorry. That was a delay. Good timing. Now, Mona Shaw says she has no regrets about using a hammer to vent her frustration at Comcast. I stand by my actions even more after getting all these telephone calls and hearing other people's complaints. At the Comcast office in uh, Manassas, she waited for a manager for two hours after being told the manager had left for the day. Shaw is a farm-going, oh, I'm sorry, a church-going lady. And uh, she also runs a local ARP branch. She returned Monday with a hammer. I smashed the keyboard, knocked over a monitor, and went to hit the telephone. And I figured, hey, my telephone is screwed up, so is yours. That is fantastic. So uh, she was arrested and fined $345 and is barred from going to the Comcast office for an entire year. You know, uh, really, who has not just wanted, who has not wanted to go all Michael Douglas uh, falling down? You know, where, like, you go to try to get your whammy burger and it's a 1031 or whatever and they won't serve it to you. And it really is just the the urge to just smash everything in sight with a ball-peen hammer is overwhelming. 
right. Let's do a couple I just more wanted to we'll, note, uh... too, that Scotty J's sister just posted a bulletin about him. Really? It says, say goodbye to Scotty J. <laughs> really? Hey, it's Scotty J's last day on the Rick Emerson Show. Boy, he will be missed. Call him up and wish him farewell. Thanks. Thanks so much. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about the church-going hammered lady some more. Let's not. Here's Tim Riley. And then uh, Britney Spears... Now, is this, a, is this a Britney one? I suppose it is, yes. All right, Tim, ladies. Do you, the, did you have the news about the thing that I showed you earlier? I think I have it all here. Okay, cool. All right, so, ladies so and gentlemen. Correct me if I forget any of it. Here's your Britney watch for Friday featuring Nickel Arcade on the Rick Emerson Show. Spears stood up her parenting coach, and apparently it's the last drop of the coach. Yeah. Brittany had a scheduled time to meet with the coach yesterday at her Malibu home. So the coach uh, made the trip there, but no Brittany. And apparently during the hearing earlier this week, the coach phoned in and asked the commissioner if she could end the home visits, uh, presumably because they were going nowhere. Seems like Brittany was ignoring the coach, like everybody else who gives her advice. And after the court hearing last week, as Brittany got in the elevator, she said... Why doesn't he, the commissioner, Commissioner Gordon, lock down the building for me? It's her world. We just live in it. Uh, then she ran over one of the paparazzi from TMZ, ran over his shoe with her car. Really? And now TMZ is putting the sock that the guy was wearing on eBay. Proceeds okay. to go to the Children's Defense Fund. Excellent. And the donation will be made in honor of the uh, the pop star herself. It says on eBay, authentic sock Britney ran over. <laughs> the actual sock worn by a TMZ cameraman. That's what they call the paparazzi now. When Brit ran over his foot, tire tags guaranteed authentic. So that's that. And then I had something else here. Now, well, there, is, there is whatever Sarah was all agog about when I came in this morning. You'll have to go to my blog for a, refer- a visual reference. Okay, so hold on. Now, let's do this picture pager style. All right. Everyone now. Where are we going? Hold on. Together, we're all going to type in sarahxdillon.com. Sarah X. And then Tim has the story that goes Dylan. with these pictures? I don't know. I, I don't think I do. Well, okay, we should turn off the mics for a second, and you and Tim should coordinate your story, Sarah, because I, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Well, there here. isn't really a story so much as there is just a picture. Okay, so Nothing's I, really been... Okay, so I'm going to go to SarahXDillon.com right now. Tim, are you going there as well? I am. All right, hold on. Let me um, open this. I'm now going to SarahXDillon.com. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Look at the second one down. Oh. Ooh. Wait, she got hold collagen on. put in her lip. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is too bad, isn't it? That can't be her. That's her. That's her. Oh, my God. Click on the bottom picture. It gets bigger. Oh, yeah. I, uh... Look on the bottom picture. She's, and there's a video of her hiding from the paparazzi with her mouth. Ma- she's driving with her hand over her mouth until she runs over the guy's foot and she starts to freak out. And that's when she takes her hand off and you can see her big puffy lip. Oh, my God. What do you want to bet that's nerves? No, that, that's collagen. What nerves? nerves? Yeah, all the stuff that's happening. We're not talking it. about a spotting. It's not like yeah, my <laughs> lips get puffy when I'm sad. <laughs> it's not. It's not a canker sore. I mean, it's, it, it, that's collagen. Or is it? That's no. It's quit talking. That's. <laughs> I mean, that's like full on. Uh, that's like full on Melanie Griffith collagen is what that is, and she is the benchmark for what not to do to your lips. By the way. So she didn't have time to go to court, but she had time to go get her lips pumped up. Uh, really, honestly, <laughs> yeah. and uh, like how, 
How much trashier could she possibly be, by the way? Let's look at this car. She's younger than me, and she's getting college and dress? She's all, okay, and these are two different shots at two different uh, moments, by the way. But look at the veins on her neck. Her neck is all bony looking. And I don't mean to be like her knees are pointy like a guy pointing out some minuscule short, shortcoming in a, in a famous woman. But she does have the full-on, like, chicken neck going on there. I mean, that's just bad. That is terrible. I mean, I, I guess maybe if you get collagen put in your lips, it just naturally looks like that for a day or so. Is that the deal? I mean, maybe you, I guess it takes a while for the collagen to, but I mean, up. don't go out and wear something. Wear a mask or something. And then she's in this car. She has from the rearview mirror from which baby shoes are dangling, and then... There are at least lanterns on the back, and then she has little plastic jack-o'-lanterns on the dashboard of her car, and not like little tiny ones that that, that look like they're supposed to go there as decoration. These look like things that you move maybe scatter around your coffee table or have on have in the break room kitchen at work. So she's got a bunch of plastic jack-o'-lanterns just scattered on the dashboard of her car, baby shoes, and her lips look like something that the crows have been pecking at. Now, do these stars just want to fit in? What is the deal behind them driving all the time? Why does she drive with the kind of money she has and the people she pays? Why doesn't she just be chauffeured around in a a limo that has, or whatever, in a car that has dark, dark windows that nobody can see? Can I just tell you this? Here's an observation I'm going to make right now, Scotty. If you were in here with us all the time, we would be able to transition almost seamlessly into hosting any one of a number of morning shows here in town. If you were just to sit in all the time and just to make those kinds of observations... (laughs) <laughs> so it's my morning show wit that you hate. It's not really. It's just that you just. Please don't take this the wrong way, but you just you just ask just the most vague, non-threatening, <laughs> completely obvious questions on earth, but with like a permanent smile at the, to your voice. Well, the deal is this: Why? What the is the hell deal with these drives? drive everywhere? Why does she do it? I don't get it. I I I don't I don't know. I don't care. There's no there's no overstating how bad she looks in these photographs. Jesus. I That's told just, you they okay. were good. Well, remind me to ask Roop about that when we talk to him next hour. All right, there's your uh, Britney watch for Friday on the Rick Emerson radio program. Uh, let's do one more, Tim, here, and then we'll uh, take calls about uh, whatever Scotty's job may or may not be when he does or does not start it at a place that may or may not be somebody's garage on the 29th. Well, you'll be seeing John Stewart on the air with The Daily Show for at least three more years. Now you can go online to see him on past episodes stretching back to 1999. Uh, Stewart decided a two-year contract extension that keeps him in the anchored chair for the Comedy Central News Show through 2010. By the way, somebody has noted, I'm sorry to interrupt, that the dagger uh, necklace that Britney is wearing in this photograph really is priceless, too. That really does just complete the bad white trash image. Mm-hmm. So now you can watch uh, video clips from the most recent Daily Show as well as the week's headlights and uh, some 13,000 videos spanning the full Stewart era. Excellent. All right. Uh, well, let's just take some of these uh, calls here. It's 503-733-2970. It is Scotty J's uh, last day. We'll take a final, uh, we'll take a bank or two of calls here, but the people either asking clarifying questions about what your job is, because keep in mind, no one in this room knows 
I don't think, it, what this job is that you are leaving us for. Uh, so we will take clarifying questions and or guesses about what Scotty J's new career uh, will be. Uh, the only thing I'm saying is, Scotty, all, all oh. the jobs, I'm just saying that the, the, my, my final observation is that the, the jobs I've taken in my life, they kind of tell you when to show up. They do give you a starting date. You know, like you can only get coffee at certain times. <laughs> like when we started here, been they, there. They didn't say, "Look, you're going to start on March 6th or 9th or 3rd, whenever you feel like showing up." I think we were told like the day before. I'm yes. vague about it because I might go in a little earlier. Got it. Well, I'm saying, Scotty, haven't you learned from your life experience, aka selling your house, moving into another house before you sold your other one, that maybe it's not you know the best thing to do to not you know move Ryan? into something without a career path? Oh. Was... Hi, hello, hi, Rick Emerson show. Is this me? Yep. Yes. <laughs> I had to say it. Uh, hey, Scotty J, this is Benjamin from the Mighty Southeast. Benjamin from the Mighty Mighty. Hello. Absolutely. Hey, good to hear you, man. I had to call in on your last day and say goodbye. It's been great having you on the show. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And, hey, you know, speaking of uh, things with funny pronunciations, there's uh, down down near the Canby area on I-5, there's a state park that I swear it says Chompog or something like that, but <laughs> you're supposed to pronounce it Shampooy. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen that. Actually, up until this moment, I've never known how to pronounce that. Yeah, shampoo. But I refuse. I call it Champog because that's how it's spelled, damn it. All right, excellent. So, anyway, um, one thing I've been wanting to call in about, and this is uh, for callers. This is something that people may not know unless you're a frequent caller to a talk radio show. Is yes. You go on hold. Uh, you know, Maybe you talk to a screener. Maybe you go into the auto, auto bank, whatever. And then right before you come on the air, there's this horrible, and the sound quality is reduced. So yeah, there's a burst of static when your phone call is picked up. Yeah, exactly. So that's how you know you're on the air. If your phone just went, then you're on the air. So you don't have to ask, is this me? And that is not uh, that is not unique to us, by the way. If you call any talk radio program on Earth, you call this show, you call Lycus, you call Howard, you call Dr. Laura, you call Lars, uh, there's that same right before you get picked up. That's because we all, uh, everybody in radio uses exactly the, the same phone system, which is called the Telos. And it, that is a signature, that is a signature, that is a trademark noise that the Telos hybrid phone system makes when we pick up calls. So, yes. Thank you, sir. Yep, that's my two cents, and there is no joy in Buttville, because Scotty J is out. All right, thank you. <laughs> Bye now. Thanks, Benjamin. Right. Hi, uh, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Does anybody really call Lars, honestly? No. Uh, the, the, my clarifying question for Can I just, Scott... Let me just stop here real quickly and say that occasionally, now and again... Uh, although Channel 14 is going away, I had from a bunch of people who got the letters from that letters from Comcast uh, saying, "Hey, dear Comcast subscriber, we are taking away Channel 14." That's um, bad. It is. So apparently, that is true. That's the only place where you see bo all of us or Lars on the same channel ever. <laughs> really, all ever. Lars ever. not fit in the new widescreen format or something. <laughs> I'm gonna take a guess, Jeff. With me, two F's. Hold on, just hold on. Just, I have to make this point before we get his observation. Good joke about Lars not fitting into the new format, by the way. Um, I have on occasion sat for a few minutes, and I can only ever take a few minutes watching that Lars show, because the fascinating thing is that they don't cut away during commercial breaks. During his local stop sets, they just stay with the camera on, not him, but on his producer. And I'm always waiting for that guy to be just surfing some weird, like, Asian porn site. Just, you know, looking at hot Lolita teens or something right as the camera goes to him. All right, hello, sir. How can I help you? Uh, my question for Scott is on a clarifying, uh, is he going to be synergizing paradigms? Are you going to be, yeah, here's another question, Scotty, about this new business. Are you going to be, uh, are you going to be offering any kind of solutions to businesses? Yes. Oh, God. Oh, really? No. Are you really? Does, it, let me ask you this. Does, and I fully support it and back it by Scotty J. Does the company's uh, paperwork or mission statement or whatever, does it actually, does the company you want to work for, do they actually say at any point that they are offering or providing a kind of solution? 
Yes. Oh, oh Jesus. My That's God. the hallmark. That You're doomed. I'm sorry. You're doomed. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. There you go. No. Well, good. You just gave me an idea. I'll when, did it. It, when did we... No. As of about nine years ago, businesses should have stopped offering solutions. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Is this me? Hey, is, this gonna um, be, is, this, is this becoming a thing now? I think I think so. I, right. I, I think we've started a thing okay. at this point. Um, no, actually, my uh, my question for Scotty was um, his his business solutions that he's mentioning. Is he going to be pitching knives that you can hack through tires and then cut <laughs> tomatoes paper thin afterwards, or what? Are you going to be standing on the boardwalk selling a thing that scrambles an egg inside the shell? <laughs> Look at me! I can still shave my legs. <laughs> yeah, this is a knife and a corkscrew. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Thank you, sir. Thanks. I'll do three more. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hey, how you doing? What's up? Um, I was going to say, is he a consultant? Scotty, are you consulting businesses? Uh, you're getting in the right ballpark. What is your oh actual... Oh, my God. What are, you're consulting on solutions. What is your actual title, Scotty? Going to be at this new business that you're allegedly going to be working for and receiving some kind of money, maybe? Uh, if you don't get lost in the payroll. The actual, the, the mighty one person. Here's the thing, because I'm throwing around director, I'm throwing around president, I'm throwing around... I don't think you're allowed to make up your own title to a real company. I'm throwing around idiot, servant, as one of them. Idiot servant. what? Never mind. As a Monty thank Python. You, thank you, sir. Joke. Yeah. Idiot what? Servant. That's from Monty Python. Please to define, what is an idiot servant? <laughs> I don't know, but they always said it on Monty Python all the time. They called each other... Idiot Servants. Please to spell Idiot Servants. I D I O T S E R V A N T S. Idiot Servants. <laughs> okay. D. I think he wrote Don Quixote. Hello. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hello, is this me? Oh. You know I had to. <laughs> so, so tell me, um, Scotty J. You, one day you will be worth squat. Are you going to be telling people how to pronounce? Are you going to be telling people how to pronounce uh, Willamette and Argon correctly? Um, no. Because I got a bunch of friends from Butt, Montana. They're going to need that advice. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. All right. All thank right. you. Bye bye. Two you. more. Hi, Rick Emerson. Show hello. It's me. It is me. <laughs> Hello. A positive affirmation. Excellent. Yes. Hello. I was looking. At, I was hoping to talk to the idiot servant. Yes. And he's, <laughs> wait. Hold on. Oh, there he is. Yes. Go ahead. Scotty J. Uh, I hope you don't chop off the finger of the paper mill. <laughs> okay. Pulling green chain. Yeah. Well, that is real concrete advice. Much. I mean, really, honestly, this is so many. nice of him to so many take time out of his day to call to say, "Don't chop your finger off." Well, a lot of times people call up and it's sort of like, "Scotty, I want you to seize the day and make the most out of every endeavor." You can't do anything with that. A guy says, "Hey, don't, don't chop, chop off finger. a finger." That's you know, that's concrete. It's tangible. Yeah, you can do something with that. Uh, final call on this. Uh, hi, Rick Emerson. Show hello. Just leave him alone. Just leave Scotty J alone. <laughs> Oh, that's a great way to go out. Thank you. All right. Oh, my God. Um, okay, Scotty. So I don't know if that's a callback to Spears or Mel Gibson when they were saying, just leave Mel Gibson alone. Remember those days? No. No one was saying, leave Mel Gibson alone. So you're going to be making up your own job title? Yes. Okay. And creating solutions. For businesses. <laughs> Are you going to be networking? See, if I can get the customers this interested, that would be a good thing. So you're just not going to tell them what you're doing? 
people make them think about? What are you here to sell? I'm not going to oh tell God. you. No, I want you to guess while I sit in your living room. Leave your phone message real vague so they have to call you back. Remember what happened to all the people who used to work for Fisher Business Solutions, don't you? <laughs> they went fishing. That I was a, uh, yes. No. The solution to Fisher's money woes is what that was. Let's fire everyone. Uh, back after this, it's the Rick Emerson Show. You stay right there. Rick Emerson Show. 
These, these are the real deal. Um, so some at some point between yesterday and this morning. Are you talking about her lip? She got collagen implants yeah, yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's where she was coming out of last night. So I think. So she can't quite find the time to make it to a parenting class, but she had time to go get her lips all all Melanie Griffithized. Well, it's a lot less stressful. Yeah, I, I suppose. Um, it's just, and then she went out in public for the, the, the for some reason, allowing her face to be seen in what must be called really a shoddy state of disrepair. Um, really, just the, the pictures are incredibly unpleasant, and I don't think her, she could look trashy or if her life depended on it because she's got she's all bony and weird and wrinkly and saggy. She's got weird collagen lips that aren't healed. And she's got big, dangly baby shoes from her rearview mirror, and her dashboard is covered with plastic jack-o'-lanterns. And, and she's only, what, 25? I mean, no, it is, I mean, and I said this a few weeks back, and really with every passing day, the comparisons to Anna Nicole Smith become more and yeah. more prescient. I really do believe this. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe that's what it is. We all thought she wanted to be Madonna, but maybe not. Maybe she wanted to be Vicky Lynn Hogan all this time. Now, you've seen the, the footage, I'm sure, by now, of, of that little run-in or run-over with the paparazzo last night, correct? Uh, I actually haven't seen the footage. I only read you about know, it. In her defense, now, because I have been around all this they don't give her any room everybody's trying to get the money shot right and and if they don't move and she honked her horn she honked the guy didn't move she it wasn't she wasn't going very fast and you know i mean i i got my foot run over in a parade once doing an interview i think right. i may have even told you that story right so it's not that it hurts as much as you just go like it's like there's a car on my foot <laughs> right you know right and this thing's two thousand pounds and it's on my foot well <laughs> The, the guy deserved to be run over. Right. Well, no, he, well, because this is one of the things that Federline had said a few days ago when he was trying to get the custody back. Is he said that you know she used to have uh, you know, uh, 10, 15 paparazzi guys around her all the time, and he said now it's 200. Everywhere she goes, uh, you know, for whoever's fault it is, everywhere she goes, there's 200 guys six inches away from her with a bunch of cameras that are you know three feet long. Well, I have one question for her. How hard is it to stay home? Uh, really? Well, especially if your face looks like something the cat threw up. I mean, really. <laughs> stay in there, draw the blinds, and uh, get an ice pack, sister. Uh, but every time she goes out, something happens. Just stay the f Just stay home. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we have been making this point several days in a row that you would think... At this point, I would have thought she, like weeks and weeks ago, would have exhausted the weird list of things to do. You know? Things, that, that, ways to surprise. I mean, today I walked in... You know what it is? Here's what it's like. It's like a few years ago when South Park was still, and I love South Park to this day, but, it, you know, it, we were, were kind of used to it being there now. There was this time, though, when South Park was really hitting their their peak, their stride. And, and every single Wednesday night or, or Thursday morning, you would come in and you would say, oh, my God, did you see the South Park last night when Eric Cartman... Da, 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 blank, and it would be like some insane, bizarre, weird thing that you never ever would expect a person to say to you. <laughs> and, and just every single week, and you would think every week that you know they can't possibly come in and say it this week, and they would come in there. Hey, did you see that thing last night where Eric Cartman, you know, and and it would be some you know started his own evangelical church. That's how it is with Britney Spears. Every single day, just yeah. when I think they have run out of shocking things for her to do, she does something like this. So, Jesus, well. And we I, I, I don't know, man. It, I, I'm telling you, somebody, there needs to be an intervention. Somebody needs to grab her, 
straightjacketer, throw her in a room, and just leave her alone for a while. Well, you know... Let her just go. Let her let her go through her DTs. She does have uh, financial problems, from what we're told, because uh, you know the money's going out at this point faster than it's coming in, apparently. Uh, so, which I don't I don't even understand how that's possible, since she purportedly earns seven hundred grand a month. But if she wants to make this money, I'm telling you right now, I will spend ninety nine dollars a month for a Britney Spears twenty four hour uh, channel where I can watch everything she does. You know, no, you're, you're right. I'd pay $99 a month right now. You hook her up with a lavalier mic that she can't take off. You train a camera on her, or you get like a, like a monkey with a helmet cam to follow her around. Uh, I would pay any amount to watch that right now. So I'm just saying, you keep that in the hopper of good ideas. Uh, we discussed this a little bit yesterday, but I know you've been talking about a little bit more. Uh, so the last of the Rat Pack guys uh, died, Joey oh, Bishop. Joey Bishop, yeah. You know, that really is, this phrase gets overused, but that is the end of an era. Well, you know, I had to, I had the great fortune of talking with him about five years ago um and you know he's just so it was just so funny you know i don't don't know how to explain it he's 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 not bob hope uh, he's not you know any of those guys he's joey bishop and and you come away after talking with him knowing that you just talked to somebody that's not like anybody else right right you know i mean it's it's uh and nobody has imitated him nobody tried to because they never really thought he was any sort of big deal, you know? Um, in my opinion, Peter Lawford was the bigger load on that Rat Pack than Joey Bishop was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Totally. Uh, and, and, and even Frank Sinatra, uh, and, and I just found this out by reading some of the, the stuff, too, is that the Frank Sinatra called him, what, the big wheel or the big hub of the wheel or something, or the hub of the big wheel? Joey Bishop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Because everybody else thought he was just kind of like a, an also-ran. Well, you know, and you'll note that he was one of the guys that never got cut out of the circle for any period of time. True. Everybody had their ups and downs, and Frank ran hot and cold on people. Do you remember the Joey Bishop show? Uh, uh, you're you know, too young, aren't you? I'm too young, but you know, we did, Tim remembered, and we talked about it a lot yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, like all sort of guys, I kind of grew up, you know, really being into the Rat Pack and Sinatra and Dean Martin and everybody. And, you know, I bought, read all the books and I've seen all the movies and everything. And it's Joey Bishop is, he's kind of the guy that you, you kind of forgot about, you know. He's he's the sort of shemp of the Rat Pack in yeah. many ways. But, you know, he, but as I said, there's six billion people on the planet. There's only five people who could ever say they were in the Rat Pack. You know, so That's true. No, I'm, I, I, you know what? I'm wrong on my timing. I think it was more like ten years ago. I think I talked to him. Well, that's like when we talked to Rickles, and you sort of had the, you came away going, "Hey, I just talked to Don Rickles." Who, yeah. Who, by the way, you know, he sort of was an honorary. Did he call you, know, you Gary? Remember, he called me uh, Eric. Eric. But he was, uh, you know, he was on the periphery of that. He was sort of a fringe member of the Rat Pack, and so I got to figure his agent is like calling every every single talk show in the world right now, so he can come back on and the, trying to get him on. Yeah, yeah, come back on and talk about that. Him and Shirley MacLaine. So, you know, what are you going to do with that? So it, it really is the curtain finally has uh, has come down on that. So I hate that. I hate that these guys are dying off. I yep. mean, it re- because seriously, young Hollywood especially can really take a lesson or two from these guys. And it's a shame that, that they, they don't make people go through a class from the veterans who started in vaudeville or something like that and, and, and let them know that, hey, look, here's how you do this. Well, you know, the thing about coming up as a celebrity or an actor or an entertainer now is, as somebody once said about stand-up comedy in the 80s, there's no longer anywhere for people to go to be bad for 10 years. 
You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, like in the 80s, everybody who did a, ca- a set at Catch a Rising Star got a development deal five minutes later. And, uh, you know, you, you, no matter what you do as a career or a living, you suck at it for ten years before oh, yeah. you get good. And there's nowhere for people to go to be bad anymore. There is no more borscht belt. They don't have Ronnie Dangerfield doesn't do his thing anymore. Sure. There's, you know? there's, there is no, and it's the same, and we always talk about this in radio, where everything in radio is consolidated and syndicated and automated and uh, homogenized. And there is there's so few weekend gigs, part-time gigs. Right. There, that's why whenever, you know, I'm not, I'm not that we're glad that Scotty is leaving, but that's, you know, we... We put up a thing on the on the uh, on our website, and uh, you know I put up a thing on my blog, and I said, hey, if you're an intern, uh, and if you are able to get credit for this, we're looking for some interns to come in because Scotty's leaving. And I mean, it, 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 taking an intern is you know there's sort of a mixed bag there, but there's it, for somebody there's so few foots in the door now for people. Foots Did there's so many feet in the door for people. It's so difficult for people to get into something. Did you get like a lot radio. of reply on that? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. they were going to Susan Reynolds, and she, you know, she's sort of the gatekeeper of all that stuff. But yeah, there's. We heard from people who were like, "Oh, that's so fantastic! What do I have to do?" It's because there are so few opportunities now for people to sort of hone any kind of a craft or a yeah. skill. So there's a Sinatra. There's a great book that uh, Sinatra. He didn't write it, but it's about him. It's called. Um, it's not a biography, and it's not a Rat Pack book. It's a book called The Way You Wear Your Hat, and it's a book uh, of stories about Frank, quotes from Frank, and I know this is about Joey Bishop, but it's kind of that whole vibe about just just the sort of style that that guy had, and not just the way he dressed, the way he talked, the way he conducted himself in business, the way he conducted himself in personal relationships, uh, you know, the, the, the way that he dealt with the public and with fans. And it's a great sort of guide on how to be classy. Uh, and that's kind of what those guys had, and it really is a lost art. It really is. Yeah. So uh, it, it really is uh, just it. It, uh, it breaks my heart every time we lose one of these guys. Well, and as I as I and said, he's the last one of the Rat Pack. I, no, he that, he's in, and I said this uh, a long time ago when um, uh, when there was somebody who passed away, and I and I said that you know the, the sort of the the price you pay for being young is you have to watch all your heroes die. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I I live with that. I mean, Sarah and I have talked about that. I live with you know one day you'll pick up the paper and Bob Dylan's going to be dead. Yeah. One day you're I'm going to pick up the paper and Robert Plant's going to be dead. Getty Lee, he'll yeah. be dead, you know, all those guys. All those guys. Everybody I, you know, grew up watching, they're all, you know, I mean, I, we all, I mean, we all lived through, you know, all that. We all lived through Mr. Rogers and Captain Kangaroo and all those guys dying. Yeah. So, anyway, I hope I hope Captain Kangaroo's dead. Not that I hope, I don't hope he's dead. I'm saying, I, I hope I'm not mis- yeah, misstating that. Okay. I think Mr. Green Jeans is still alive. How awkward. I'm not saying I hope he's dead. I know what you mean. <laughs> I, I, I honestly know what you mean. <laughs> I hope he's dead. <laughs> I hope I hope he's you know, We can direct that to uh, other individuals who are more deserving. But I think Mr. Green Jeans is still alive, though. At least somebody told me that a few uh, weeks I, ago. Okay. <laughs> it's a Friday. All right, uh, Jim. Have you have you said your goodbyes to Scotty J? Uh, not yet. No. See you, Scotty. <laughs> have a good weekend, brother. Hi, right, bud. There you go, <laughs> Jim Roop in Los Angeles. That was gold. I love that guy. Ah. Uh. Jeffrey Dama, I love that guy. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show. I don't know, but whatever Sarah Lesfield, the green man, Lucy of the two-prong crown, that was great. Miles around, Saturdays, 9 to 11, immediately preceded by car and driver radio. Our good friend Dennis Pittsburgh. Uh, hello. Hello. Um, also, <laughs> that sign-off by Roop was the best thing I've ever heard. See ya. <laughs> what was better is you wishing for uh, Captain I hope Kangaroo Captain Kangaroo. I hope he's goddamn dead. Uh, God, Jesus. I just didn't want to be wrong. Well, I didn't want to say he was dead and then have it turn out. I was doing this whole tearful, melancholy thing about your hero, and I didn't want to end it with somebody who's not dead. That would just make me look silly. Now I just look cruel. I'll take cruel over silly. 
Hi, Dennis. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? All right. Uh, yeah. That was Mr. A... Green Jeans didn't kill himself. Take that back right now. <laughs> I'm going to miss these completely retarded and inaccurate observations from Scotty, by the way. I think in all the people that I've seen come and go off the show, Scotty definitely brought something that was different. And that's the whole idea behind the show is bringing something different. He, You know, I mean, hey. As a person who is about as quirky and off the, the beaten path most of the time, I appreciate what he is. No, it's true. I mean, you know, you got to take anybody that can come in and start doing the hello random cities from port, from the Oregon area. Um, <laughs> you know, you got to give. And, and the thing is, too, when he came on and, and played played radio with us on the weekend on uh, nine to eleven on this channel. I tell you what, man, he did a great job. He he could. You said I listened. Early, I you, listened. You said it earlier in the program today that he could have. He could very easily, if he had the time and the energy to to install into something, he could very easily just do some sort of show that was the Scotty J show. It wasn't though the joke was made and everybody gave him a hard time and everybody wanted to put him through the ringer about the Scotty J show, and everybody put him on the spot, including yourself. He didn't do that bad of a job. No, no, no. I when I, I listened when he hosted. You know what my fear is? Actually. Is that Scotty's, you know, career that he's seeking out is going to inevitably fall through. And then some <laughs> um, some radio station, he's going to be, like, lonely and depressed and drinking. And some radio station who's heard him on our show is going to snatch him up. Yes. I'm a little nervous about that. Well, what can you do? Scotty, you must swear your loyalty to us. Yeah, seriously, Scotty. When, when this radio, uh, I'm sorry, when this other career of yours inevitably implodes... Uh, and you are out on the street living in some sort of a cardboard box, uh, we we demand uh, that we get first crack at hiring you back at half of what you're making now. Well, you're really made of positivity today, aren't you? No, I'm hoping, just hoping people are dead. You know. trying to be <laughs> trying to be clear-eyed about the whole thing. We're sad. Yes. No, it's true. We really are. Uh, all right. Uh, so, uh, hey, what's coming up on the uh, on the program this weekend? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, there's big news in all the industry as far as what executives are doing to the major players in the auto manufacturing uh, ranks, you know, with Ford and Chevy and Dodge being perceived as companies that don't make cars as good as, say, Toyota. It's amazing how so many executives that are young are going to these domestic automakers. Uh, a lot of people don't know the name Jim Farley. He is a cousin of Chris Farley. Mm -hmm. um, he ran Toyota. He's the one who came up with the brand Scion. Are you familiar with Scion? I am indeed. Okay, well, he's the one who came up with Scion and a lot of that stuff. He is now taking a job with Ford. And it's funny how when talking to Bob Lutz, who is the head of General Motors, he said, and I'm sure that you won't see this in a letterhead in anywhere in General Motors paperwork, but he said, basically, I won't hire anyone in design or engineering under the age of 45. So it's been kind of an interesting world that we're going we're gonna to talk about that on the show a, lot, a little bit about how the industry at the manufacturer level is starting to look at where they have to get the old, I hate to say the old guard out as we're talking about old people dying. Um, you know, the Rat Pack needs to leave the auto, the, the auto industry at that level because you have to bring in new ideas. You have to bring in young engineers and young designers to make cars for today's people. The, the, the baby boomer era, those people are going to buy the cars they're going to buy no matter what. You're not going to change their minds. But Auto manufacturers need to look at people like yourself, look at Sarah, even Scotty and myself as being the, you know, by the way, I am the oldest person on the show now. I think uh, Tim, even though he has his beautiful head of silver hair, is still younger than me by several years. But Tim's younger than all of us. I, I, Tim is aging in reverse. Oh, he is. Okay. So he's negative three. But, you know, they have to make cars that are applicable to, you know, Sarah and applicable to yourself. So they're not just designing cars for 55-year-olds that are going to buy their second to last car ever. 
So we're going to talk about that. And I'm driving the BMW M6, which is that white sports car that you saw out there in the parking lot. Uh, it is a $106,000 sports car. So Well, life is tough, isn't well, it? Well, you know, I actually chose to draw, uh, drive our Project Tundra, which has the AM970 logos displayed very large and very loudly on all four corners. So Excellent. I could do that. So. Uh, well, let's get whoever this is. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hi, Rick. Hey. Hi. Hello, Sarah and all, and Scotty. Happy last day. Uh, Steve Black, I, I'm calling to uh, remind you that Night of the Living Dead is opening tonight. Oh, that the uh, stage play. That is true. Yeah, I really, uh, we're going to be talking more about, I think we have uh, some tickets we're giving away for that next week. And, yes, uh, I, really, I heard that there's actually, there's even more zombies this week. There are more zombies. Of course, I think the zombies are being uh, dredged up out of a uh, high school prom, but that's, that's, that's great. They're, no, the zombies really are. I saw that last year, and it actually was really freaky. It's, uh, we have a lot of audience interaction with the zombies this year. It's going to be great. No, it's pretty badass. Uh, and uh, it is all done in black and white, like the original movie. And uh, now you saw the production last year, was that correct? I did. No, I, I went last year, and I actually saw the Night of the Living Dead stage play around the same time that I saw some horror film, and I can't remember what the horror film was. It, I guess it's, I guess it proves the point that I remember what it was. Uh, but uh, but the Night of the Living Dead stage play was actually really freaky. It was actually scarier than most horror films I've seen recently. So. Well, thank you for that. Uh, I'll play Harry Cooper, the, uh, the fellow who is the, the jerk and eventually gets eaten by his daughter. Um, but the, uh, uh, what did you think of that opening sequence? Well, sequence. I'll say this. I'll say this, and then we and then we have to go. We're going to be talking more about this next week, so we have to bail here in a second. I will say that the beginning, I mean, all the way through to the end, and the, I won't give away some of the stuff that happens, but the fact that it is a completely immersive uh, experience, and then there's this video section that happens that is really, really, uh, really good as well. So there you go. So we'll be talking more about that uh, next week. We're going to have to do a thing here. But that's the Night of the Living Dead stage play. Uh, so more details on that uh, next week. For me. We have some tickets for that as well. So All right. Uh, should we do the top five here? Here, so we get it done. Okay. And <laughs> really. So make sure we have enough time for Scotty J, because everything's just like going over so much. Sarah, there's always time for Scotty J. Should I be exiting exiting the studio then? Uh, well, why don't you stick around here for a second, and okay. we'll uh, let me see if I can. I can do that. Now I, I've once again lost the uh, I've once again lost the Scotty J sound. I think God is actually trying to tell me something because the Scotty J sounder is he going in there and moving keeps around? vanishing. I don't know. There he is. I wish I knew how to quit you. Please, I kiss you on the mouth. Please let me. Good morning, Metolius. Can I make a small observation about Scotty? Sure. Um, he looks more relaxed than I've ever seen him in my entire life. I mean, he is walking through this day as if everything is uh, bright and shiny. Well, yeah, you know, look, what is, look at a smile on it. It's the he's, opening of a new chapter. No, he's uh, no, he's uh, he's 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 on stage two of the five stages of grief. So that's that's about right. You'll see him mm. punching people out back later. Uh, this email says, Rick, about Scotty's new career as a connectivity facilitator. Uh, facilitator. It sounds like Scotty will be offering comprehensive solutions to all business issues dealing with click and mortar technology, and will synergize while thinking out of the box in key target demos. But seriously, every time I drive through the Burger King in Aloha, I'll tell the attendant, tell your assistant manager, Scotty, he used to be somebody that he's missed. All right. Uh, and we'll, uh, and we, will have, um, we will have clarification on your new job here in a second. This one says, Rick, does Scotty's new job consist, uh, I'm sorry, does Scotty J's new job orientation kit include a set of eight instructional cassette tapes to the secrets of investing like a pro and a pamphlet on being your own boss? Oh, my God, he's smiling like it is. And then he says, he says, no, 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 seriously, all kidding aside, Scotty, please don't call my home between the hours of 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. 
Uh, Rick. Prime hours. Hey, Rick. I am a consultant working for Blank Solutions in Portland. Scotty, kill yourself right now. And finally, this is the final email here. Hi, Rick. Uh, I like corporate structure even if I'm not an attorney. So I have some questions for Scotty. Does Scotty have a contract that has been reviewed by an attorney? Uh... <laughs> the elongated... Uh, yeah, you've hesitated, Jill, and you can't lie. No, up. that's a no. Uh, two, is this business incorporated? Yes. In what state? I don't know. I was going to pick Nevada, but I think it's incorporated here in Oregon. It's corporated. Incorporated, rather. <laughs> okay. Corporation. But the idiot serpent. It's corped. Okay. Um, if it is incorporated, how is the stock valued? Uh, we are not a public company. Does this mean... Well... What? Okay. And does this mean when he owns 30% and let's say there's 30, 000, uh, 30 grand in the bank that he owns 30%, is this a subchapter S or C corporation, Scotty? I think it's an LLC. Uh, huh? The whole corporation's like an it, it, LLC. It, Scotty, uh, I'm going to help you. I don't you. understand the S. I'm going to give you a hand out of the hole right I now. I don't it's understand either, all it's either, it, is a, it is either a sole prop... Okay. Or an LLC or an incorporated business. Okay, LLC. You, you don't get to pick a whole bunch of numbers at once. <laughs> you get to pick one from the pile. I think it's LLC. That okay. would be a limited liability company. All right. Because he was going to say, if this is a sole proprietorship, is he willing to throw his financial security in with these uh, people who are married to each other? The other thing is this. The people who are married to each other have invested a bunch of money over the last year and a half. I'm investing nothing but my raw Sales time and career <laughs> and, and, and they knowledge call that, uh, that's called sweat equity. That's exactly, exactly, what, that's it exactly is. what it is. Okay, all right. So, how are they going to pay you if they haven't started making money yet? Waffles. Well, they've promised me uh, <laughs> chili and cheese Fritos. If their business has been open for a year and a half, but you have to work towards something, do they have any money to pay you with? And if they don't, then what have they been doing for the past year and a half? It is my understanding that there are still copy cans in the West Hills somewhere. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you have to think, if the business has been around for a year and a half, it's got about a th- it's only got about three more months to make it past the hump of death. But who knows how long it's been? And I'm here to save it. Well, no, you know what I mean. I, it not, probably isn't even a business. It sounds like he said that they're applying for things and, like, doing stuff now, so it's probably just no, no, no. a man and wife sitting in the I'm kitchen like we should do this. I'm going to have people come to work for the company. That's, that's are you going to have – hold on. For. Hold on. Eventually. Are you going to – you? let's stop. Are you going to have people underneath you? Rick, I would like to invite you to come join my company. Oh, God. Are you going to be having a <laughs> seminar at the Marriott about this? I'm going to need a cup of coffee. What are you quoting right there? It's uh, – uh, that, no, that's uh, – I am going to have as many as four people underneath me. What the, is that? the Bob's. It's uh, – it's, uh, Come on, it's office space. Office space. That's totally what you're, that is. We're gonna we're prepared to put as many as four, four. people yeah. in. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm make saying, more money. Okay. Uh, oh no, I was just saying. I was thinking more along the lines of that movie Go, where you know the cop uh, in, uh, brings the people in and then says, uh, "By the way, it's, are you trying to sell me Amway? No, it's consolidated market. It's different. <laughs> the products right. are different." This email says, "Rick, is there any chance you could get Mrs. J on the show for his last day? I'd love to hear Mrs. J's thoughts on him leaving your program and her thoughts on Scotty's exciting new business venture." I can tell you. She's, she's, <laughs> we don't need to talk to her. Yeah, how does she feel about this, Scotty? She'll call in if she wants, but she's sad about the fact that she knows that I love this, and I do, and I do thank all of you for everything you've done for me, and you know, there would be no Scotty J had you not made it into what you made it into. So, so she's uh, sad that you. She's sad that I'm leaving the dream, but on the other hand, I mean, we work together. Uh, 
She has had a very successful career over the last five years in real estate. The market's down. It's my turn to turn around and chip in. I mean, it's it's just that simple. That's how we fight. I could appreciate that because, you know what, if I made a dollar off of miles around, it would be the first one. Yeah. So it's all about passion. No, yeah. it's, you, you do have bad. to put in any business, you do have to put in a long time before anything becomes profitable. It could take three years. Hey, sometimes. well, look, and I'll tell you this, actually, and I will tell you this, and I've told this story before. Um, when I got uh, fired in Utah... Uh, and then I came here later, but there was a couple of years there were some friends and I who we all got fired at once because they flipped formats to the Disney format uh, as dramatized in Bigger Than Jesus, and that's not a joke. It really happened. We woke up one day, and we were at Disney Station. They fired us all, and so uh, the guys that I had worked with at the radio station, we all went into business together. We formed a – we incorporated. We formed a corporation that was just a huge, colossal flaming abortion. S-C-L-L-C, what were you? I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to revisit it because I have to tell you, because even discussing it just gives me these horrific, uh, like, Vietnam-type flashbacks. To say you're in business. Just, you know, we were in business. Let's put it that way. And uh, you want to talk about just every single... I'm not trying to, to, to put a pall over the discussion. You want to talk about every kind of argument, every kind of dispute, every kind of lawsuit, every kind of falling out, people who just... People who never talked... People who, for the next 50 years, will never talk to certain other people again. I mean, it was like the worst implosion. And at a certain point... God, God bless her. At a certain point, my, my then-girlfriend, my, my now-wife, I was just, I was like, you know, i, I got to reach for the ripcord. I'm out of here. I, I was there for like a year and a half. It's funny, you mentioned the year and a half being the breaking point. Well, I'm, I can't At about 18 months, I, I was just like, F this. I am so out of here. And I moved to a different state. I just, I, and I told him, I'm like, by the way, my stuff is packed. I'm leaving the company. Today's my last day. I'm going to California. You'll never see me again. Bye. You know, that was it. I was so out weird. of there. That's Scotty J's breaking point. He has to break us yes. because it's you been know, exactly it take months. three years yes. uh, in some businesses to, to turn a profit. So, I mean, a year and a half, I'll take that. Can I ask you this? And I don't mean to be snarky. I honestly don't. I am sincerely curious about this. Some of the people maybe think we're beating up on you. But here's the thing, Scotty, and I mean this. I do not mean this in an Eddie Haskell kind of way. The reason that we are asking these questions is, I will deny this. If you ever quote this back to me, I will I will not confirm that I ever said this. Uh, but because you're a good guy and we care about you, uh, that's the only time I'm ever going to say it. So cherish that <laughs> sentence because it will never come out of my mouth again. Um, but so we want to make sure that you're going into something, you know, stable and whatever. So we're sort of curious about this. So my question is, did you think about maybe going to work for a company that's already profitable? Uh, yes, I did. And, and then you just sort of pondered it and then tossed that idea aside. It's a very aside. valid question. Um, I have faith in my abilities, and I'm going to uh, shoot for the moon in something I'm experienced in, and it's 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 going to happen. I will make it. I will not fail. Is it? So, what is your goal with is, this new job? Is it just financials? Just money? You just no, want to make a lot of money? No, my goal is the fact that I don't just get to step right in and be an owner in the in this company i get to work towards that and so i will work harder as it becomes mine then i will get others to work for me is it and i'm sorry if that sounds funny but no, it's no, the it's american not. way and that's how you that's how you build like maybe Donald you should, be Trump, going to, maybe you should you go to canada and start a business all, there i have people all over the united states and look out i'm i'm saying this on the radio right now look out you will this all be working for scotty J someday that's right all right so can we find out what kind of company it is now can i borrow money yeah. from you someday if it works out? <laughs> absolutely i will be borrowing money from him in like a month <laughs> <laughs> all right uh all right so uh let's do these two calls then we'll uh then we'll then the reveal here. Then the reveal, then we'll break, we'll come back. We don't have time to do the top five here. We'll do the top five next hour along with uh, Aaron Geek in the city of Duran. Uh, two calls. Hi, Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hi, this is Kara. Hi. Oh, Kara, how you doing, sister? Oh, 
I, my, I have the best job in the world. However, it doesn't let me listen to the show, so I don't know if you have addressed this yet. But, you know, what's wrong with um, Mrs. Whipcrack and Jake getting a second job of her own so Scotty can stay with her? <laughs> Tell her to go out you and bust her home. She works 24-7 as it is. I would never no. have her do that. So. You know, wah, wah, wah. She can go to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> well, There's the always... not doing so well right now. I mean, she could be doing something else with her. Has she thought about getting she a different is. first job? She's... She's doing all the stuff that you need to do. There's always work at the post office, Scotty. (laughs) Just think Scotty could be a stay-at-home dad. How tragic would that be? I've done that before. Do the show from the living room. I can see Scotty being a stay-at-home dad. I can can see you being a Mr. Mom. I'm more like, when I'm Mr. Mom, I'm more like, okay, kids, you can go to your friend's house, get out of my hair. which you know, that's not. So he can drink. It's the mark of good parenting. (laughs) All right. You know, it just, just ruins their lives that he has to leave. And I, I don't know, maybe he should get permission to beat her just once for it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. Really. You know, here's the I, thing. I you're, don't endorse violence, really. You just, you, you understand it, though. I do. Okay. That's, I do, yes, I do I want to make it clear. She's a woman, so she can make that joke. That's that's yes. the kind of joke that only, a, like, a Sarah Silverman can make. So, excellent. I do want to make it oh, clear, stop. I know she exactly what you're super hard, and we made the decision together to move forward with this other company. To move forward. Did hey, you really hey, just Rick, say that? Yes. Can, can you say BS on the air? Yes, you, yes, you can. Yes, yes. Scotty, I will desperately miss you and your money. Thank you very much for supporting. Go out and earn more so you can give it to me. I shall. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, there you go. It's exactly that kind of call, by the way, that your wife is really going to miss. I'm sure that that's yeah. the uh, – she's really sad that you're going to be leaving that behind. <laughs> oh, she's a good sport. All yeah. right, uh, Scotty. Now, this is – would you like now to – um, would you like now to reveal uh, the nature of your job? You don't have to identify the company if you don't want to. Would you like now to tell us exactly what your job is going to be? I know that you said the title is sort of yours to freely make up. No, well, yeah, the title of my position. But, yeah, I'm curious what kind of company it is. So exactly what is the company, the type of business you're going to be going into? Uh, I will be re-entering the same field that I was in uh, a few years back. It is computer consulting. I will be on the sales end of this where we put computer consultants into high-tech corporations. We we work with their IT departments and bring people in to, you know, develop software, work on their hardware, all, all those issues that uh, people need help with. They come in six months, a year, they go out, they come back to our company, and then we Understand re- right re- now, I, hold I, on, let's stop, let's else. stop. Understand, no one knows what you're talking okay. about. So to make it short, I'm going into the, uh, uh, it's kind of like headhunter This thing. is a temp agency for IT people. Right, but the, the, but the IT people aren't temps, like they're looking for jobs. These, um, a majority of these IT people will become, you know, Employees. Do you have any IT people yet? We've got people working out there. So this is okay. So this is a uh, this is a job placement service. A guy comes to you wants for a job. IT you find him. Okay, you find somebody comes to you because they need work. You find work for people. Right, but we want you are them. Kevin Klein and Dave. Yeah, we want them. I'm more like Jerry Maguire. But anyways, we want them to come to Don't work. Don't ever for say us. that. <laughs> Don't. I have a mission statement, by the way. All right. Soft yeah. drink, shoe, car. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, anyways, uh, yeah, a couple of listeners feel all right, itchy. All right. And that's what I'm going to be doing, and we're going to try to. So, IT people in the audience should now be calling you. This is this Perhaps. is now the time for IT people in the audience to be contacting Scotty J Incorporated or whatever. Uh, the name of the company is TechTal. That stands for Technical Talent. So, there you go. Okay. Is that T E C H T A L? No, we put a little play on words there. It's T E K T A L. Like the William Shatner series of science fiction novels. Oh, exactly. Okay. 
let's take a break here. We'll come back. Aaron Geek in the City, Duran. Dennis Pitsenbarger this weekend, 9 to 11 miles around. Yes, uh, preceded by Corin Driver, hosted by Alan Taylor. Us from 9 to 11. Then after that, it is the wonderful Tom Likas in the tasting room. And make sure if you're looking for a new car, go to pdxautoclick.com. Excellent. Coming up next hour, more of Tim Riley, more of Scotty J, Aaron Geek in the City, Duran, and this, the top five on Scotty J's final day. You stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. Here's the White Stripes. Rick Emerson Radio Program. 503-733-2970. Ladies and gentlemen, let's now welcome... Oh, damn it. Now welcome the volume button. Let's now welcome... Hold me. Like you did by the lake on the boo. Our good friend Aaron Geek in the city, Duran. Hello, sir. <laughs> How's it going, man? Uh, hey, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, God, you and Fat Boy do sound exactly alike. It really is. It really. If he was not on vacation today, we'd be doing another. Uh, you know, which geek is it, or name that geek, or whatever the hell we were calling that. Together, geek. I think we make a whole Italian. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should just say, by the way, uh, it, we can't let this go without. We can't let this pass without comment. Uh, that we were at the website of Scotty's uh, new employer, so-called. <gasps> Do you know that Scotty is going to be leaving us? Scotty. Less than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, so I'm sure it's a fine company. Uh, it is an <laughs> IT company that is uh, information technology. Correct? Yes, it is. Well, I can read you their mission. Can you? What is their mission? Uh, to deliver our expertise and service to our clients and consultants for a win-win relationship, oh, increased God, no. reliability, increased value. Our vision is first and only choice as a trusted partner for clients and consultants when they seek each other for mutual and beneficial growth. I see many potential opportunities within this industry. I would like to synergize and network and make a forward momentum, uh, momentum so we can get things buck, uh, buttoned up and branch out and really embrace this new uh, technology and find a way to synthesize some sort of marketplace penetration for all of our partners. Collectively, yeah. we bring to the table over 20 years of sales and recruiting experience, experience that Tectal was started on. Our wings were earned during that booming 90s and the dot-com OOs. Blood wings. We have uh-huh. seen the bell curve and been a part of it. Can I just tell you how creepy it is that that language is, is indistinguishable from the made-up crap that Aaron and I were saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm just spewing it up. Why was, are we writing for these companies? I was going to say, well, it's... I don't know. Uh, it might be easier to find out how to write for them if their client, if the client link clicked and went anywhere. I'm pressing the client button. Hey, is that a minority I see pop up on their website? No. 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 Someone just got back to. I uh, no. I'm pressing. I'm pressing the client button and it uh, it doesn't go anywhere. The client button does that's nothing. That's what I was trying to do. All right. That's why they need Scotty J. Well, click on the careers and see if that does anything. Are they hiring no. an intern? No, it doesn't go anywhere either. I'm sure there's a logical. Uh, I'm sure there's a logical uh, excuse for that. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Scott T.J., why are you throwing your dream job away? Thank you. Excellent. Thank you, sir. All right. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, I'm going to miss Scotty J. Um, that was a little Freudian slip right there. Am I yeah, going somewhere? That, Rick. <laughs> I'm paranoid every day because you all just disappeared. By, well, the, way, you know by what? the way, Rick, I want to talk to you after the yeah. show. No, can you bring everything in your desk oh, with God. you? Well, no, look. And you know what? Here's the thing. And it, 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 
I mean, you get hazed on the way in, you get hazed on the way out. Well, that's true. He's getting off light. You should have seen how I treated Christina when she left. All right, yeah, go ahead. I remember. Yes. Um, okay, so I miss him because he makes me feel smart almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was curious as to where the going away party is tonight. Uh, well, somebody asked this question earlier, and um, we do not wish to contribute to uh, homeland strife. And so uh, we'll be doing just the four of you, the show folks. We're going to go out. We're going to have a, you know, cause we have our staff lunches that we do. So we're going to get a staff lunch, and uh, I think Scotty will be uh, be on his way. It, uh, I, I don't wish to contribute to any sort of uh, domestic doom uh, that may already be looming on the horizon. I was going to say, he's already a drunk who sits at home and drinks by himself. <laughs> I mean, well, that's it's just... not like you could make it a whole lot worse. Oh, oh, I think we all know that that's not true. Well, that's probably, you're probably right. I think I think we all know that, uh, that, that, that it really is, it is true, sir. <laughs> Don't come in. I wish I knew how to quit. Why are you playing it? Yeah. I kiss you on the mouth. Please get me here, Scotty. Let's you welcome can... now to the Rick Emerson Show, our PA, Scotty J. Hi, Scotty. How are you today? Uh, doing great, Rick. I love you. Do you want another Tropical Thunder Dog, Scotty? Excellent. Um, did you call me? No, yes. Yes, I did just now. <laughs> I thought you came over when you were talking. You came over. These are, wait, stop. No, you leaned your Everybody head in. stop. Everybody stop. These are great headphones. I have the cheapest headphones in the world. Yes. And these are awesome. It's like I, I, I hear myself in the third dimension. Which what sounds is, great. All right, then. How would you rank the drinks that you've been having so far? Where did you like that last, the Tropical Thunderdome? i got to tell you, you know what? It looked the most putrid of all. It looked the most disgusting. It was the most Frankenstein, ugly-looking drink I've ever seen in yes. my life. And it was the best one. Sarah, what was it called again? The Tropical Thunderdog. Oh, it was Tropical Thunderdog. That one has some taste. Excellent. All right. And vividity. <laughs> Please to spell vividity. And then define it. Yes, seriously. Please to be spelling that. V I. V I. Here's a here's a pen, Scotty. V. Vividity. Uh huh. I T Y. Um. B E S T T A S T E. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Am I right? No, you really are. No, it's fantastic. All right. There you go. I think uh, the evidence does indicate that we can contribute to all kinds of irritations and unpleasantness on Scotty's end. Hello, uh, Aaron. So what's... Uh, hey. So 30 Days of Night. Fantastic film. 30 Days of Night opens tonight. Oh, I'm going to see that tomorrow. And it's the vampire I'm going tonight thing, again. Right? So the, the, just oh. to show how good it is, I'm actually going to pay to see it tonight. Really? Yeah. So this is now... Is this a foreign film or is it an American film? <laughs> it's an American film. Well, because I just assume if it's an American horror film, it's going to suck. Yeah, no. For the first time, no, it doesn't suck. Um, it's based on the IDW graphic novel written by Steve Niles and uh, penciled by, I believe his name is Ben Templesmith. And the premise is really simple that I'm surprised no one's done this yet. There's the town called Barrow, Alaska. I'm not sure if it's a real town or not. Anyway, um, it's the northernmost town in the United States. And essentially, during one night of the year, because of you know the angle of the planet... They have 30 days of night. Oh, so there's a whole month where the sun just never comes out. Right, yeah, the sun goes down, you know, and everybody kind of makes a point. You know, most of the town leaves because most people just can't hack it. And these are tough folks. These aren't just, you know, these aren't wimps. These are people that have chosen to live in Barrow, Alaska, and kind of run the start of the Alaskan pipeline. So they're not these, you know, wimpy people that can't handle things when it gets rough. But even during these 30 days, it's like, screw it. So the town of, you know, like 900 people shrinks down to, you know, just a couple hundred 
as they, you know, they leave. Right. The people that have to stay kind of stay behind. I mean, it gets so bad that they, you know, they ban the, the sale and drinking of alcohol during the 30 days because they just don't want one more thing piling on it. And the sun goes down, and the vampires show up. Yeah. And just the killing begins. <laughs> That's all and I need just, to hear. And there's this great subplot. The main character, played by Josh Hartnett, who surprised the hell out of me. Who I, I don't like, act. typically. I heart him. You heart really? Hartnett? Okay. I think he's you judge heart. Oh, yeah. no, I wasn't trying yeah. to say that. All right. Well, I didn't think he could act. I didn't either. And I remember seeing the first trailer thinking, oh, man, Josh Hartnett, really? i got to right. put up with this guy? Yeah. And uh, about 20 minutes in, I forget it's him. He okay. becomes, you know, the character of Sheriff Evan, and his point is that he's going through uh, a separation with his wife, and she's she's the fire marshal, and she has to check all these towns to right. make sure they're fully stocked. She picks Barrow last because she doesn't want to deal with her soon-to-be ex, sure. and she misses her flight out. Uh, so there's that great tension. He really wants her back. Now is she's this, done with him. So now what is it? Does the film? I mean, is there dread in the film? It's a I, lot of dread. Yeah, a lot of dread, bleak, ugly. Um, in my, I mean, yeah, the vampires are the quote villain of this, but that's to me, that's not that's not um, the focus of the tension. It's the fact that so many of these people, I mean, have to lock themselves up in tiny rooms with no windows. Right. You know, for you know these thirty days, they they can't go out for food. They can't run out for water. Right. And, you know, outside, every couple of days, they hear someone scream because uh, the vampires found uh, one uh, more person. Now, you said that the critics weren't really, that they were split on it, or that it was getting reviewed badly by some people. Well, yeah, there's no middle ground on this. The critics that love it, you know, like myself, Scott Daly, um, David Walker right. uh, thought it's fantastic. Mike Russell, the Oregonian, you know, thought it was fantastic. Um, but the people that don't like it are complaining about just the dumbest stuff. I've read, I mean, from reputable reviews, I'm not talking about some ain't a cool blogger. Right. I mean, reputable reviews are saying stuff like, um, you know, why didn't the people just leave? Why yeah. did they stick around? And like, well, hello, they established that in the first 10 minutes, right. why they don't leave. Right. And it's obvious when you watch it. I mean, some people do make dumb decisions, but you can understand why, because you just so it's not. So this is not one of those horror films where people just do stuff because the script requires them to do it to be killed. Absolutely not. And they don't pull any punches on this one. The, the guy who directed this is the same guy who directed Hard Candy. Oh, yeah, which is a messed up movie. Oh, man. Which I so he has no fear of messing with you at all. And I didn't particularly care for Hard Candy, but I did admire the fact that he was uh, just going for a big like, gut punch. I thought that movie was like, amazing. The reverse pedo kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I I have my problems with it, but I do, uh, I do see, as I sometimes say about films that are maybe... Uh, in my view, flawed experiments. I see what he was going for, yeah. and I admire him for trying to do something really daring with that movie. Yeah, so there's no holding back here. Some characters do things because they have to, not because they want to. Right. And there's a couple times, and there are scenes that happens in the graphic novel, and I see it build up in the movie, and I think, man, are they really going to do this? Right. And they and have they the stones it. to do it, and clunk, like, yeah. oh, jeez, they did it. Uh, so transitioning really quickly, so this is, what is the word on I Am Legend, the Will Smith I Am Legend? I don't know. I've heard that it's not bad. Really? From it's, the script reviews I've heard about. Yeah. Does the book take place in Manhattan? No, I think it takes place in L.A. Yeah, I can't remember. I know they made a couple of changes that people weren't really happy about. And I have no problem with Will Smith. No. But uh -uh. It, it just, it, it's just going gonna, it's gonna to be... I will be really disheartened if that movie sucks. Yeah, I think they're going to have a problem marketing this thing because something tells me they're going to play it pretty serious. Right. And I think the reason why we haven't seen a snappy line yet from Will Smith is I don't think he's going to have one. Right, right. Well, that's actually a plus, though, so yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, so, so far, some of those shots are just New York, just gutted and abandoned. It, the, 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 I see the imagery looks really cool, the art Yeah, direction. I think they open up the movie with the evacuation of New York and the National Guard leveling every bridge on a Manhattan Island. Right. You know, 
It, that's it. Excellent. No one gets on or off. Uh, let's take some of these calls here. Uh, we're here with Aaron Geek in the city of Duran. Also, Tim Riley coming up. Top five. More Scotty J. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. You know, just because you don't want to be a part of his domestic strife doesn't mean that the rest of us don't want to take him out. Just because I have a heart. Yes. <laughs> no, hey, uh, his, uh, his, his title for his uh, new job. Yes. He needs to become a talent acquisition manager. Okay. It sounds official. It no, it, means, it, it means nothing. No, it does. Well, apparently, apparently, he's allowed to make up whatever his uh, exactly. whatever his job title is. Yes. But I, right. I was uh, I was on the uh, the business uh, registry uh, database uh, on the corporation division, and they are a, a legal corporation. They are current with their filings with the state, and they do exist. So you know, there's well, always, there, uh, well, that's always a plus that his uh, new job actually is there. Yeah, I, I thought it was a positive for him. So. All right, excellent. Good luck, Scotty. Thank you. You know, All geek right. in the city is a registered business too. Doesn't mean it makes any money. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Rick? Hey, what's up? Hey, I got a quick question for you. I was yeah. wondering, uh, after Scotty leaves, who's going to be taking the spot and if there was potentially a job opening? Well, that uh, that all depends. How do you feel about working for free? <laughs> I can do that. I'm actually what well, you would call a uh, a student just finishing college looking for a, any any way I can get in, basically. Now, how I'm, much I'm longer How much longer? we'll do a little mini thing here. How much longer are you in college? Uh, actually, I have one credit that I'm trying to get taken care of, and I have an associate in music technology. But I mean, well, that's useless. But I mean, the no, I'm just kidding. The, but how? But I mean, chronologically speaking, in terms of time, how much time left before you're out of college? Oh, by the end of this term. Well, see, well, but, but just when? Like, to give me, a, give me a month. Yeah, I'd, I'd say. Uh, well, oh, I know the term. The term ends uh, at the uh, fall term, so it'd be. Before winter, so at the end of uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, so see, probably because the, the deal is um, because Scotty himself, as did most people, that Scotty started as an intern, um, which is a great. It, you know, it's not just that we're cheap bastards. I mean, that is that's a large part of it. Uh, so but good. also that it is so hard for people uh, to get any kind of foot in the door in radio, and so interning is a great way to do that. So actually, if you go to RickEmerson.com, and this is actually being serious about this, if you go to RickEmerson.com, the, you read the blog uh, posting, which okay. describes uh, what we need, what the quality qualifications are, what you have to have uh, to, to, to get a crack at, at Scotty's job. And there may actually be more than one person. We may actually go with two or three people who sort of rotate. Uh, you a royale, you know? So Yeah, and then they have to yeah. fight each other in a cage. So go to RickEmerson.com and check it out, sir. All right. Well, hey, I, I tell you, I'm from the suburbs, too, so I'd be great. For Excellent. All yeah. right. All Thank right. you. Bye. All right. There you go. Okay. Uh, should we break here? All right, we'll break. We'll come back. More of Aaron Duran, more of Scotty J, more of Tim Riley, and so forth. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Stay there, everyone. Jimmy, Jimmy, This is the Rick Emerson Show on AM 970 Solid State Radio. That is actually a good question. Hold on, let me let me find out here. Hold on, let me. Right, I wish I knew how to quit you. Please, I kiss you on the mouth. Please let me. Good morning, Metolia. Hello, Scotty J. You ring? All right. Somebody, don't, don't do that. Somebody, somebody has asked this question. Said, Rick, am I the only one wondering if Mrs. J found the job for Scotty? Uh, no, she didn't. 
All right, so uh, how... like I said, before I even went to college, before I even started at the show, a buddy of mine started this company. So this is what a, did you go to college again for? A, a friend of a friend of yours. This is before he went to college for broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> to follow a dream. Um, that dream is on standby. Stop saying it. Oh, depressing me. <laughs> the funny part is that the the Mountain Hill Community College thing. For their slogan is... Do you suppose you'll be invited back to speak? Their slogan is, be your dream, or something like that. So I do find that Mm. quite ironic. Like Alanis Morissette. Everything in the song was ironic. But like all dreams, sometimes you just have to wake up. Oh, that's Aaron who said that, by the way. Hey, I got a communications degree. I want to be a writer, and I'm processing insurance. I I haven't even started my dream yet. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing, and I don't mean to be a downer, I'm just saying be careful, because, and I speak from experience. You go into business with a friend of yours, things go badly, that's like nine different kinds of unpleasant. You know what I mean? I agree. It's like having, it's like you and your spouse starting a business together. I mean, that's just like the worst, you're just begging for trouble. No offense, Aaron. <laughs> no, sometimes you don't have the... Never mind. All right. It would have been too soon. We'll get more of the same. Just true. Don't make... Don't make me take a dog out. I was just going to say, don't make me send you out to walk Randy Rhodes' dog. All right. We're here with... He's begging for it. Aaron... Okay. Aaron Geek in the city. Duran coming up in just a few. Tim Riley, uh, the Ministry of Truth. And the Rick Emerson Show continues to be a fond farewell to Scotty J, who's uh, last day today. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's roll this. Your top five, five for Friday. Four, three, two. Scotty, you can join five, us in the studio for this five. video. Come on, Scotty. Ladies and gentlemen, because it is Scotty J's final day on the Rick Emerson program, we now have this. Actually, we assembled this on Tuesday, but it probably is right that we do it today. These, ladies and gentlemen, as assembled by Scotty J himself, are the top five goodbye songs as counted down by Aaron Duran. Well, as we say goodbye to Scotty J, the honorable mention is Elton John, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. This is the honorable mention? This is a great song. This this should be number one. Well, the reason why... This is the best Elton John song ever, by the way. This is what number one is. I told you my mom was at the Elton John and he refused to play this song. Why? Because somebody threw something on stage and he threw a little hissy fit and refused to play it. My mom's hated him ever since. Have you ever seen that documentary, The Tantrums and Tiaras? Mm -mm. You really got to see it. His partner made it, uh, but it's an unflinching look at what a... uh, what a bastard he can really be. Just a big, ang- just a big angry tiara-wearing bastard. I think Perez Hilton just tries to be like him. But, you know, when Perez Hilton can write a song like this, then Perez Hilton can mm-hmm. be a diva. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is Elton John can get away with whatever behavior he wants because he can write this. Wow, what a beautiful song this is. Yeah, I made it the honorable mention because he's saying goodbye to a bunch of bricks, all right? Bunch of what? He's saying goodbye to a bunch of bricks. No, that's not. <laughs> I, okay, you, that right there, you have you have just justified the fact that we ever hired you with that. He's saying goodbye to a bunch of bricks. I don't even wow. know where to go with that. How about we go to number five? Okay. Super Tramp. Goodbye, stranger. Oh, God, I hate Super Tramp. Yeah, I hate that's Super. That's how you and I differ because there's a lot of. Yeah, that's how you and I differ. That's that's the real distinction between the two of us. What about You're yes, really you trying like to get yes. rid of every bit of humor in your head today before you go. Hey, Two men divided by Super okay. Tramp. <laughs> I hate this. 
the Super Tramp, more than almost any band I can Love think them. of, they sound so unbelievably dated. They sound so 70s, and in a bad way to me. This song is so Scotty J. It really is. I see 70s in this. I I see talent. I see the piano playing. I see the guys harmonizing. I'm not saying they can't play, but I'm saying this, to me, is so definitively 70s. And not in a Black Sabbath kiss kind of way. I mean, in a... Like, you hear this? You could pick this out of any lineup on Earth as being a song from, like, 1977. Yeah. Well, speaking of Black Sabbath, let's move on to number four. Ozzy Osbourne, Goodbye to Romance. By the way, Seamus had noted in advance that if Goodbye to Romance was not on your list, he was going to come up here and he was going to pull out your eyes with a ball peen hammer. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, Seamus. This is for you. God, what a great song. This is... I, I don't know if this is true, but I've always heard that this is his kind of Salisbury Hill. I've heard this is about leaving Black Sabbath. So what you're saying is I'm, that I'm leaving my... Black Sabbath here within the Rick Emerson show. No. Great song. He's got those trademark double track vocals there. Well, this is turning into a real downer. I know. Let's keep moving Top on. Five goodbye yeah, songs. We let us say goodbye to a bunch of bricks a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> turning our attention to number three, Bon Jovi, Never Say Goodbye. No, I'm sorry. I snuck this one in there under the radar and under you, your knowledge or whatever, because Bon Jovi is really good, and they have a song about goodbye. So here you go, Bon Jovi on KCMD Portland. Well, you hit the post, Scotty. Sort of. Yeah, kind of. The musical post. I needed a couple more words and I couldn't think fast enough. This is a pretty great song, actually. <laughs> Sometimes the words all get jumbled in my brain, Rick. What is, is, this this? One the, is this one of the concert videos where they're all moving in slow motion? They're and all raven? moving in slow motion in every video, too. The, I could see this in black and white, isn't it? Yeah, grainy. Probably a shot Rain. of John looking looking tired from the road, mm-hmm. staring out the window of his tour bus, being sad. Rain. Strumming his guitar. Yeah, in a hotel room. With a room service thing that's a like in the of Jack Daniels dripping empty, you know, yeah. on the table real slow. And then just a shot of him sitting with his hand resting in his chin, looking off at nothing in particular in the distance, all burned out from the road. Fading to this. He's probably thinking to himself, why the hell do I have to do these stupid videos like this? Sure, that's exactly yeah, what Yeah, that's exactly thinking. what Bon Jovi's thinking why in 1986. Why do I have to cash his millions of dollars with a <laughs> Why do I have to play to 80,000 people tonight? Why do I have to sleep with ten women every night? You know, the, the great thing, this song, I'm pretty sure, is, this song has that lyric about, um, God, what was that, what is the line in this song? It's like, it's like we lost something about, like, we lost our car keys, and you lost more than that in the back of my car. Oh, my Lord. That's the lyric in the song goes something like that. It's something like you, and I forget what he loses in the first line, but the second line is, and you lost more than that in the back of my car. Yeah, but John Bon Jovi can say that. No, Him he and Milo, they can say that. It's true. Moving on to number two, we've got The Beatles. This is a great Hello, song. Hello, goodbye. Good job, Scotty. Well done, Scotty. <laughs> I had a little coaching. You know, this is just such a trifle of a pop song, but it's just so perfectly done. 
The Beatles just make me angry. Why? Because, like, really, because have a reunion. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a shovel. The there was. Do you ever know? Do you ever see that band Tesco V and the Meat Men? They used to do that song. That song called One Down, Three to Go. It was before George died. Um, no, the, the the thing about the Beatles is it's not that they make me angry. As such, it's just that it is just one of those times when the universe has such a, da- a staggering sense of disproportion. You know that you would get look that a band would ever get Paul McCartney with to play with them would be amazing enough that you would ever get a band that had John and Paul together. I mean, the odds of that are just staggering. It's just. I mean, it'll never happen again. Ever. They, they kind of made it look easy, too. I mean, I know they had that's a drama I mean. behind the scenes. That's but. what I'm talking about. This song, it sounds, this song sounds so easy to do. Hello, goodbye. And you know what? But no one was able to do it but them. Well, let's move on to a band that really never did it like them. <laughs> do I have to read number one? It was inevitable. This is Scotty's list. Number we all one. know what number one is. <laughs> Steam. Scotty, what's the title? Uh, na, na, <laughs> hey, hey, kiss him goodbye. Something like that. I don't know. I just didn't want to have to stay too long. I never need to hear this song again. It's like the worst song ever. It is. The only thing the show that the song was ever good for this show. The only thing the song was ever good for was on that remote control show on MTV. Yeah. That's it. And Greg Oden's career. I can only, <laughs> I can, I can only think of two more goodbye songs. Like goodbye to you by Scandal, and then that's it. So yeah. what else? No, that's that's really it. I had to fill it in with this. I actually have a better song, Scotty. Oh, have we left something off the list? I think I think that you left off. I can't even imagine it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The soulful sound. Ruby, do you want to dance with me? Sure is, Scotty. Scotty, let's turn down the lights and slow dance. Yeah. That sound, that made it all worthwhile, just that sound right there, like he was clearing some viscous gob of phlegm out of his throat. Ooh, this is a black and white video, and he's clinging on to that. This video is so manipulative because they show images of Jim Henson who had died with Muppets. They show Gilda Radner Sammy in this Davis video, Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. It's like an endless, it's like that dead parade thing they do at the Academy Awards every day. This video is so shamelessly exploitative and manipulative. It's genius. You know why it's genius? They did this so people would maybe pull this song and play it. Oh, no, it's a funeral song. This, is a, like this yeah. is a fu- I mean, they didn't do this originally, yeah, but it's, it's a funeral song, though. Didn't it get replayed for Biggie, too? I Probably. remember them doing like a full re-edit of the video and stuff. Yeah. All right. We'll come back after this, get a headline or two from Mr. Tim Riley. And, i got to give uh, Scotty his present. Then we'll give Scotty a goodbye present from Aaron Duran. And we'll wrap it up. Like us uh, coming up at 3, the final Flash Friday of the year, I think, is either this week or next week. Uh, don't go anywhere. The Rick Emerson Show continues and wraps up after this. the saddest part of the broadcasting day. The final segment of the Rick Emerson Show. We'll bid a fond farewell to Scotty J here in a few minutes. We're here with Aaron Duran as well. This, however, is Tim Riley. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Wendy's has been named the nation's best food chain. Over 5,000 people participated in Zaggart's survey that bestowed Wendy's with top fast food honors. Honor? Ew, honor. Mounter? Not? <laughs> no, no, see, it doesn't... Look, Scotty... I thought, you, I thought he said Mounter. No, he... Stop. Oh. Uh, the, uh... Let's have pigtails. This is Wendy's as fast food chain, not just food chain in general, though. 
Yes, and well, they got great best food chain. Man, they got that. They do have a great hamburger, and I will say this: I like their fries. The, I was going to say the fries are not as good the as curly fries are McDonald's, good. in my opinion, but their curly fries are good, and they got the frosty. Yeah, well, Ooh. sometimes they leave hairnets in their frosty, so watch it. And fingers, you know. Oh, that's Scotty who said that. Uh, pleased to be suing Scotty J. Finger looking good. Stop Sorry, it. I had to say that. See, you don't have to say any of these. Why am I bothering to shape your career now? Why am I bothering to even review your performance at this point? It's Tourette's. I uh, I will say this, too. The curly fries are good. They got that baked potato, and their chili is good, too. I'm a big fan of Wendy's chili. Yeah, the chili's not bad. Yeah, their chili bad is amazing. Yeah. All right. It's good for you, too. I do kind of like the Baconator. The bacon. Like if I'm, well, if I'm hammered, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the bacon's kind of thin, in my opinion, but it's okay. It doesn't. I mean, the Burgerville, that thing with the pepper smoked bacon on the Burgerville. Yeah, that'll work. That yeah. is fantastic. It's yeah. pumpkin shake time, you know. Yeah, I can't do their shakes. Their shakes make me sick. <gasps> really? Yeah. Here's Tim Riley. Hmm. <laughs> well, exhaustive research has revealed that uh, Captain Kangaroo died in 2004. You asked earlier. Now, where do we stand on the big Mr. Green Jeans killing himself? Mr. Question? Green Jeans did not kill himself. He died of cancer in 1987 in Pennsylvania. I feel bad. Scotty is thinking of the Sam Kinison skit where he I said Green so. Jeans shot Naps. himself in the face. Yeah. So. Mr. Moose and Bunny Rabbit are still alive. For now. <laughs> Mr. Moose. Still alive now, aren't you, Bunny Man? All right. Yeah. A portion of the famous meteorite found in Oregon at the beginning of the 20th century and stolen from the Indians is being sold in New York. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I mean, how fitting that it's actually stolen and then we decide we don't want it anymore. Instead of giving it back, we take it and sell it in New York and keep the money, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. It is the largest meteorite ever recovered in North America. Therefore, the white man thought it was fit to take it from its owners and sell it. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I've seen a picture of it. It is pretty huge. Really? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, then one teenager has been released from the hospital, and another remains in serious condition after their hands were nearly severed during a game of tug of war at school. <laughs> Ouch. Ow. Ow. At some point, a bunch of the kids let go, <laughs> creating an imbalance in the tugging. Oh, oh, oh. And it pulled one of the kids' hands off. Oh, oh, oh no. Bad. Bad. Now, that see, no. fleshy tendrils everywhere. Now, listen. Oh, don't say that. Here's the thing, though. I will, now, where was this at? This happened in Colorado. Well, you know, here's the thing, kids. This, you know, this is your own fault because they tell you not, not to skip. Don't. Oh, no, skip. Don't no, run. No. They tell you not to wrap the rope around your wrist. Yep. You hold on. You're not supposed to wrap it. Oh, did they have it wrapped? Well, have, they must have. Yeah. They must have because otherwise, uh. otherwise you just let go. You're supposed to wear gloves too, right? Yeah, but I mean, if you're holding a oh, rope no, and they no, yank it. To me. I mean, unless it's being pulled by like, you know, the space shuttle, when you just let go, you know, whatever. But if you've got it wrapped around your wrist, that'll cinch it right off. It's like a Quinn says. When he runs, you drop that rope or you'll lose your hands. I've seen fingers torn out of the knuckles. Woke up this morning, one glove too many. That's what, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. So, kids, don't wrap the rope. Stay on the path. All right, let's do one more here, and then we'll uh, wrap things up. Uh, Sam Brownback, who, uh, oh, the name like that, how could you be president? He says he's not going to run for president after all. Today, I'm ending my candidacy for the 2008 Republican nomination for president. <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> That's so great. He'll never be seen her from again. <laughs> a political career wrapped up in four words. All right. He said goodbye Roop style. I'm out. I'm out. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Riley, greatest newsman in the history of the world, back at 4, 5, 6, and 7, top of the hour uh, through Lycus. All right. Uh, now well, I'm going to have to find a new replacement for when I take days off. Yes. Oh, damn. That's right. Mm. Scotty and is like the cub reporter. There's always well, Tim, thank you, There's always Tim. Timmy Ryan. Thanks for everything, Tim. It's been a pleasure. Scotty, you did a fine job here. Well, so have you. Well, 
Okay. Jesus. All right. I'm going to read this final letter here. There's a final open letter to Scotty J. We started with an open letter to Scotty J. We will end with that. I'll miss Scotty. He's always been incredibly friendly to me and extremely hilarious on the air. More than anything, however, seeing Scotty say goodbye to his lifelong drama to return to... I'm sorry, to his lifelong dream to return to the crappy rat race of life just makes me sad. Having just turned 30 myself, I saw Scotty as proof that you could change or follow your dreams at any age, even when you're over the hill, even if it means making sacrifices. And now... All Scotty has proven to me is that you can never, ever follow your dreams, and that if even you try, the best you'll accomplish is a brief taste of your goal before the responsibilities and travails that come with your station in life pull you right back down into the daily grind with a huge, meaty, sweaty hand. Goodbye, Scotty. I'll miss you. Thank you for teaching me that it's better to never, ever try in the first place. <laughs> there you go. That's from Seamus. Thank you, Seamus. Excellent. And don't you ever, ever dare to dream. Yes, exactly. Uh, how long do we have here? All right. Uh, Aaron, you have a going away present. I do indeed. I brought oh, Scotty J a going away nice. present. I know as you're about to enter the, you know, the corporate world, sometimes you have to eat on the go. And okay. You don't have time for a lunch, so... I, I have a guess. Oh, you made him a lunch. A little do, a little. Yeah, Aaron has created a spelling. He's spelled. He, he's put it in a bag that looks like a fire hydrant, kind of with two, a fork and a spoon hanging out of a it. Bag and looks like a he tried to spell emergency. Just let him go. E M E G I N. Cross it out. I M E R G E N C E. Or it just uh, is like a hell with it one time only. It says on it. And you made your own bag. I did make it. I did. It's not a store bag. Not at all. Made with love. Kindergarten style. There's a spoon and a fork attached. Let's open the bag here. All right. I have a feeling I know what this little package oh, is. Oh, oh. Chili and cheese uh, flavored uh, Fritos. And what else could be in there? Favorite. So and you'll never a... go hungry. <laughs> Hormel chili. This is you awesome. You can make your Mexi bowl one oh, more time. I love time. this. Thank oh. you, dude. That You're all set you for your first day on the job. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might whip it up like right now. I'm hungry. Hit a note to your hungry sleeve. Hungry to get out there. All right. You're so hungry like the wolf. Hi. Uh, we'll quickly do these, and then we'll uh, we'll end everything here. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hi, Rick. Hey. I'm uh, going to miss Scotty and wanted also to ask, uh, why on Saturdays has there not been any mention of uh, the Cougars being on on Saturday afternoon? The Cougars, actually, yeah, we do care that we uh, run some promos, but we should amp those up, actually, so maybe people are more aware of that. We actually, they're not playing this weekend because there's a bye, uh, but as of, yeah, next uh, weekend they will resume, so we have been carrying, yes, WSU Cougar action. Sarah's a proud Cougar as well. I when, am. when are the promos running? Because I've not heard one. We will put the promos in, sir. <laughs> I'll send one to your house. Seriously. All right. <laughs> Uh, all right. How long until uh, everything uh, ends here? Uh, about a minute. About a one minute. minute. All right. Uh, well, let's get one more. Hi, you're on the ri- really. Sir, you have the, the entire week to call. This is a tearful moment, sir. Weigh in with your programming observations later. <laughs> I won't hear my uh, Final call. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Well, hey. I, I guess I truly am the last person to say my kudos and thanks to Mr. Scotty J. Uh, dude, uh, Scotty. Yes. You will be missed, bro. This is Chad, dude. You have you have become a friend on the radio. You always get me on to Rick. You never had to dump me, and you know all the jokes you uh, suggested to me. Well, I threw a few on, and he almost hung up on me. So I feel bad about throwing you under the bus today. But <laughs> all right, thank you. Thanks for coming. I appreciate it from everyone. All right, so now now from now seriously, all kidding aside, uh, so you've been a tremendous asset to the program. And uh, so we wish you and uh, Mrs. J and all the little J's uh, all that life has to offer. We will miss you so much, Scotty Yeah, we'll Jay. miss you. You've been a, been a great part of the show. So, Scotty J, ladies and gentlemen. 
Thank you, Rick All Emerson. Right. There you go. Thank okay. you, Sarah. Now, would Thank you, Tim. Would you like Most to say it now? Well, uh, it's until we meet again, good night, Portland. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there you go. Scotty J, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, the Rick Emerson Show, produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon for AM 970, Solid State Radio in the newsroom. Tim Riley, the PA, was Scotty J, the gatekeeper, is Dave Zinn. Aaron Geek in the City Ran Film Fever Radio, new, new episode up. It is new show will be up tonight. We have to, we start to record it. We had to do a late screening last All night. Right. Filmfeverradio.com is where that is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so we want to uh, thank uh, everybody out there for listening. We got Like Us next. We got Donna Mike at 7. And... Uh, uh, all of that. I told you we would uh, have one more bit of karaoke from Scotty J. So you'll hear that here in just moments. As always, don't let the bastards grind it down. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Watch out for snakes. We'll see you all Monday. Thanks, kids. What are some words that would describe Vanilla Ice's personality? Having met him, as you did. Oh, dude, totally um, persuasive, totally um, wants you to believe his ice. And he wants to, <laughs> he wants to slide along with his... <laughs> Goddamn.